Thank you for tuning in to season two of One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. This season, we are covering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. To fully appreciate our episodes, we definitely recommend that you've at least seen the movie we are about to talk about. Uh, yeah, we're three friends that love bourbon movies, especially Marvel, and beer. Uh, but please note that none of us are actual experts in any of these subjects. No, not experts, but we love all three, love talking about all three, and drinking two of them. <laughs> A lot. Mm-hmm. Also, this podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. Yep, that's still pretty fucking valid. Yeah, and if you enjoy these episodes, or if you don't, still leave us a five-star rating. Mm-hmm. You can also check out our website. It's one bourbon, one movie, one beer, <laughs> using the number one instead of the word one. There you can send us an email, stream any of our episodes, find links to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or even chat with us live. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 35, Thor... Ragnarok! Finally. Good God, <laughs> finally. Sweet Jesus. Finally made it to Ragnarok. We like started this, and Ryan's like, when are we going to talk about Ragnarok? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're at Iron Man. Chill out, Ryan. I think on <laughs> Captain America, the first Captain America, I was like, when are we going to talk about this movie? <laughs> well, before we Can get we into the movie, and then we're like, let's do Thor. Yeah, but, but Ragnarok, right? We're like, no, 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 no. We but, have two I other mean, ones. <laughs> look, we could just... Replace this episode twice with both Thors. I'm yeah. fine with that. But before we do any of that, I'm with. Oh yeah, I'm Paul. I got nothing. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's just so so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok, 2018. 17. 17. Gosh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um. First impressions, Ryan. Do you, I mean, I'll go first. Do you want to go first, like you usually do? But hey, I'll go first. I'm happy. I have a, um, I have a, I have a like, unique story about my movie watching multiple times. I saw it right away, so I'll go yeah. anchor because it's kind of fun. This is uh, Paul's Dark Knight <laughs> of the Marvel Universe. This is uh, no. This I mean, this film was great, but I just. When they were making, when they're releasing these, they were like their three D versions were so good that I was like, I gotta see them in three D, and it was like, I had some drama, but I'll get into it afterwards. Oh. In my first impressions. Nice. <laughs> um, what to say? What are we doing? First impressions. Finally made it to this movie. Um, <laughs> Brian's like first gosh. impressions of the first time I watched it today. <laughs> I don't know. Today, <laughs> I, if you're a regular listener, you know I watched this movie about. Every two to three weeks. Yeah, it's, if not, it's your more Batman frequent. forever. This is your Batman yes, forever. This I said to Wit when we first came in here. I said, Wit, it's Batman forever, but for me. <laughs> and I was um, like, You watch Batman Forever this week too? Hell no. <laughs> He's like, watch no, no, this. No, no. Watch this three times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I remember going to see this movie with my younger brother and. Unlike some of the previous movies we've recently talked about, I feel weird right now. I feel like I'm talking into air. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, new studio, new setup. New layout, figuring it out. Chairs lean back way too far. But I went and saw this with my brother. Unlike our last episode on Black Panther, 
where I had high expectations, I had very minimal expectations for this movie based on the two previous stores. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Dark World was a low bar. Yeah. Um, and at this time, I didn't know Taika Watiti that much. I knew a little bit of his stuff. I haven't seen much. I've heard about him. But it wasn't until this movie that he became like my favorite director, favorite, just favorite person in <laughs> film, period. The world. The whole world. Freaking love that man. But went and saw it with my brother. Like I said, went in with low expectations and was blown away. I freaking love this movie from the first time I saw it. Um, it would like it made me laugh, but then it also had a serious story with Thor that really, I guess, made you empathize with him a little bit more than mm-hmm. in previous movies, uh, to where you actually cared about him and what he's going through. So, I'm just gonna take a real quick first impression. Just say I loved it. I had a ton of fun. I had a ton of fun today watching it. It was great. Um, and I told you too, but it was... And this is how I've ingrained this movie in my family. is when my son, who is, at the time of this recording, is four and a half, looks at me and he goes, Daddy, you recording today? I said, yeah, <laughs> why would I not? It's Friday. <laughs> he goes, okay. What are you talking about? What are you watching? And I said, A movie. He's like, okay. He's like, which, which one? Which one? <laughs> which one? And I said, Thor. And he goes, Ragnarok? <laughs> and I nodded my head, yes. And he goes, and picture uh, Robert De Niro looking at you with like one eye <laughs> clenched shut, smiling, <laughs> just saying, that's a good one. A four, a, good one. a four and a half year old one. version of Robert De Niro. Just, just looking at me. That's a good one. Giving that little smirk, saying, that's a good one. <laughs> you talking about Ragnarok? You talking about Ragnarok? If he had one. said, it's a "Good one." If he had said, "That's a fun movie," I would have. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, "Mic drop, we're done." Just, <laughs> that's all you need to know. It's so funny. Well, I was working and watching this at the same time today, and the last twenty minutes, right at the bridge fight scene, he comes into the office. I was wrapping up work, and he goes, "Hey, can I finish this with you?" And I said, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so we we jumped to the bed, finished watching the movie. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> You're like, uh, yes, a thousand times yes. This is <laughs> yes. This is gonna be every day we're gonna watch this movie. <laughs> if your sister wasn't about to wake up from her nap, I would start it over. <laughs> yeah, just start from the beginning. <laughs> but all in all, first impressions, I love this movie. It is among my favorite movies, this is this is one of the tops. And other than Lord of the Rings, I've seen this probably more than any other movie. Like if it's a bourbon, is this your double oak? Your Woodford Reserve double oak. It's like, yeah, like it's always in the bar. It's well, always it's not there. now. It's always I, good. It's not now because I finished a bottle uh, about a week ago, <laughs> so I don't have any. In you there have like now. a bottle every third viewing of Ragnarok. <laughs> probably (laughs) i don't know we're i'm gonna tease it now but the bottle we're talking about today this might be my ragnarok over here yep because this thing is 
You're like, it's definitely not the Freaking two delicious. towers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. If you're you still hanging on this two towers thing, <laughs> if I give, if I say the first and the third are my favorites, two towers is just after them. It's Nothing right else is above that one other than the first two or the first and the third. Yeah. You're so, like, it's still top three. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Saw the first impression. Yeah, it was. I bet you guys can't guess who I saw this movie with. Jared, it wasn't us because it wasn't you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, it was weird because we were watching movies together. What happened that weekend? We were all different places or something. Um, I think we all just had stuff going on. Like, yeah. Um, somebody was in a wedding maybe that week, and somebody had to work, and <clears throat> it was just one of those things where I was like, well. Paul and Ryan can't go, and I had already invited Jared to go with all of us. Right. <laughs> so I was like, well, they can't go. Looks like it's just me and you, bro. So yeah, I saw this movie with Jared. Um, Raise your hand if you're surprised. <laughs> no hands. But when no hands, my, <laughs> my first impression, I mean, I was just like Ryan, blown away. I just thought, holy dang. What a movie. It's it was so much more different than the first two Thor movies. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was good because he wasn't just the character from those two movies. He was the character that had been through two Avengers movies and they were prepping him to go into a third Avengers movie and he really needed to change and to grow. At least a little bit, but yeah. by using Taika, they were like, you're going to literally go mm-hmm. from one side of, of the character to the other, and we're just going to trust it. It's going to yeah. be fine. Yeah. And I think it was timed really well, because we had already been introduced to all the cosmic characters mm-hmm. at this point. So like you had you had Chris Pratt and the other Guardians and like Groot and Rocket, all those people that were using humor to deal with heavier storylines. Yeah. Injecting a lot of comedy and that well with drama was nice. This this movie was able to fall into that same line whereas if you didn't have those other movies in between it, it would have felt so drastic yeah. that it almost would have been weird. Right. But I was like, okay, like I'm already getting used to this train that Marvel is letting at least half their characters go on so that you can balance everything yeah. once you get all of them on screen. Right. Um but I was I was just blown away by it. I was I, I couldn't believe that they had pulled off such a drastic change. And I if it had gone from comedy to serious, mm-hmm. it might not have been able to pull it off as easily. Mm-hmm. But going from a more serious, like Shakespearean tone, and then third movie finally getting into like this is kind of goofy, right? In but, yeah. Shakespearean tones, and still still using some <laughs> Shakespearean tones. <laughs> yeah, that more whole like, scene in general, more like man. mockery. And then, Let's uh, see <laughs> favorite scenes. Nice. No, that's not um, mine, dude. I have a giant list. It's, it's impossible. To I just wrote this the movie, <laughs> like yeah. the whole movie. The whole movie. Fucking start to finish. Um, no, no, we're gonna have to pick one scene. Nope, it's gonna be hard. I have, I have my one scene. What? Yeah, 
We'll get into that later. I guess I'll just pick one. He's <laughs> like, pretend we'll it's find favorite. it. And it's mainly just because I laugh the whole time I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, obviously, this is probably one of the most fun Marvel movies of the entire MCU. Every single time you watch it, like you will laugh out loud at least three or four times, even if you've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why it is Ryan's Batman Forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. totally get it. Even even if after after watching it 20 times, you're not going to laugh out loud, but you still smile the whole time oh, you watch it. Yeah. You, you're kind of winking yeah. at yourself. Like, is anybody else? Mm-hmm. Nobody else is watching it with me? Okay, <laughs> it's fine. But um, my last thing I'll say about it is that this movie is what finally, like, especially with the way that we're doing it with the Iron Order... And we've mixed some things up. This is the movie in the MCU that makes me completely forget about Ed Norton as the Hulk. <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, completely. Like, I'm just like, I see Ruffalo in yeah. this movie, and I'm like, I don't Everybody even. forgets when you think of this film until you remember it that it is also Hulk story. Well, and in this movie, they call him the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. This is true. So, but yeah, it's just, by the time we finally got to this movie in this order, I was like, okay, I'm finally, me personally, I'm not sitting there going like, well, what if, what if Ed Norton had been in this movie? Like, what, what if, you know, because up until this movie, everything had been somewhat serious except for Guardians yeah. and Tony Stark. Tony Stark was always quipping. Yeah. But yeah. he's still ultimately hitting serious tones. So I think the fact that this is taking comedy and using it to deal with those serious tones, it had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was done with this movie, or even halfway through this movie, I was like, okay, like this is the point where I'm like, I can't, I can't even see Norton being in this. Yeah, yeah, like. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I could probably force myself to go back and be like, "Yeah, I, I he could pull it off," but mm. but I was like, "I don't, wasn't in it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it though." Ruffalo's and, owning the shit out of this. Movie. So that's this is where Ruffalo just fully took over that in my mind, and I was like, "All right, now let's go to the to the big one." Yeah, Norton does a <laughs> let's lot get of to Infinity things, War, but I couldn't even see him. In this movie, yeah. even if he had been in a few other movies, I just don't see his the way he acts, the way he portrays characters coming across in this movie, and you getting the same. Experience. The amount, the amount of comedic timing that you need to pull this movie off and this version of Banner, I, that's what really won me over because I was just yeah. like that one scene where he is sitting there and he's like clearly just his brain is firing he even says he's like there's so many neurons like just they're firing on all cylinders and i don't know what to do and he's afraid that he's going to go back into the hulk just because of the way he's thinking but at the same time he's playing funny enough for thor because thor's also like just sitting there going like what the fuck do i do like yeah. like just sun's going don't hook out sun's going don't hook out sun's he's like sun's low. going down sun's and he's like just low. he's like just shut up he's, he's like i just i'm that. on a he's like i'm on a planet that's designed to like freak me out, <laughs> <laughs> me out yeah. and 
Then Thor's like, it's just another planet. He's like, yeah, I've only been on one. <laughs> like, this is just being on a second planet is he's enough like, well, now you've for been on me. Two. <laughs> he's, like, well, <laughs> he's like, that's enough for my brain to freak out that I am yeah. now on another planet. So that's something that I don't think could have been pulled off with a air quotes super serious version I mean, of I, Banner. I don't know. It I has mean, to be at I, least a little enough. bit goofy. It's ironic that I'm about to take this stance because I'm so like pro Ruffalo as Hulk. But like I there's been you gotta give Ben Norton credit. There's been some scenes in some films where he does some funny stuff. Like he does have some comedy bits or some lines and stuff that he could, I, I feel like he could pull off this film, but because he hasn't been doing it the entire time that it's like I don't really care anymore. I think that <laughs> like I'm so I'm so I'm like okay with Ruffalo having been made switch and they made that decision and I and it and it worked for me then and then at this point I'm like Ruffalo's really just coming into his own. If it had been Norton this whole time, I would give him enough credit as an actor to have gotten this far yeah. and gone this I, I think that's exactly what I was trying to iterate. It was right. like, he could definitely pull it off I just and wonder, he would act the shit out of it. I think the problem but, I'm having with, with, with that is knowing how he was behaving as an actor and as a professional with Incredible Hulk where he was really trying to overstep and really trying to overwrite this fil- the film and, and take... Not just to be the actor and let him be directed by a director with a great vision. Like I don't think I think him and Taika would have clashed too much, and it wouldn't have come off as well because he was so trying to control that original film, and then he got out because of creative differences. It's like, well, you were trying to write a film while acting in a film, mm-hmm. when that's not what entirely was happening, right? You're trying to make it a thing that maybe not the the vision for what the MCU is was going to be. And he didn't care. He was concerned about the film in itself at the time, being a bunch of you know old Hulk references rather than what Hulk is going to become, I think. I think that's kind of where I see, because you keep focusing on, I keep bringing it up, which is good on itself, and Incredible Hulk has that whole like... Nostalgia. Nostalgia, 70s TV show and like old stuff, which I love about it, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're for, trying to move on. For what the MCU, and the MCU turned you, into. It, we, as yeah. we've seen, it's not the same. MCU is inspired by comics and takes bits, but then kind of does its own thing because of what their what directions are going in, what this universe of the MCU is, and you know what if is taking their own direction of what it could be too. But the idea of like, you know, I'm just I would just be nervous about a whole about Norton trying to dominate, whereas Ruffalo is just going with it, and they're giving these guys the ability to take their characters and be who they are within the construct of the film. And I think because Hulk wasn't a licensed character he had to tag along and shit and now they yeah. get a chance to shine and Tyke is like now is your chance Ruffalo let's fucking do this <laughs> and he's like I want you to be funny and serious can you do it and he's like let's pull this shit off you know I was really happy with that how it came out <laughs> Ruffalo's like I was in 13 going on 30 I think I can handle this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no uh, again super fun point, movie um, <laughs> love literally everything about it every scene uh, like Ryan was saying Taika, I was totally new to Taika at this point, and now in 2021, it's like I I will watch anything that he is involved with, <laughs> like even if he's just yeah. producing it, I'll be like, well, it's yep, so funny. Sign me up. If you watch his other movies that came out before this, like this movie, as you watch it, 
clearly represents his humor and his comedy. Mm. It's it's fantastic. Most of his other movies are more of a, I'm not going to say foreign, but I mean, he's from New Zealand and he uses a lot of New Zealand actors and yeah. there's a lot of the same humor. But now seeing his older movies into and then progressing into this, it makes so much sense how he got here. Yeah. And... And then the fact that he's also freaking directing some Star Wars, like the Mandalorian episodes. I'm like, Dude, just <laughs> let this guy do whatever, whatever the hell he wants. Right. And let Kevin Feige just say, hey, this is our grand idea. We just want you to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want you to have at least a couple of these movies. Nice. Go but for it. To the, I mean, one thing to state is his humor works with Thor really well yeah and it would work with the guardians really well yeah that that's not to say that this formula would work with every single right. superhero yeah but what's well, distinct it right? is very but you still working on no it? that was it i mean because well, that actually leads really well into mine because i have like fun a, movie i have like a two-pronged first impressions <laughs> i knew who Taika was prior because I, I had friends who introduced me to him and I was a big fan of the um um well and you and you're much older I'm older but <laughs> well that doesn't mean much much, I mean, much older well I like I well I guess so because honestly like like Taika's humor kind of reminds me of like the Monty Python and I grew up like obsessed yeah, with Monty Python it really and everything. does dude and and his <laughs> really comedy kind of meshed like the New Zealand comedy is is very much like their comedy whole scene is very much like like old english like it's awkward humor that like yeah it's if that- you watch it four different times you'll laugh in four different places because you were laughing so hard the first time at this joke you missed the facial feature or the awkwardness of this moment in between joke that's also funny because yeah. the timing is critical in some of his comedy that you're like holy shit like i didn't even see that last time that's just as fucking funny yeah and like my first ex- my first entrance, introduction to Taika was uh, Eagle vs. Shark, which has Jermaine mm-hmm. Clement from Flight of the Concords in it, and also uh, uh, the uh, uh, Grandmaster's second, who has the melt stick. <laughs> she plays his sister. Mm-hmm. And there's like a scene where he just calls her bitch, and she calls him cockhole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like two minutes in the movie, he's like, bitch, cockhole, bitch, cockhole. It's just, it's like, but that's like a brother-sister relationship that is like hilarious to me. And like, but the, he's in the film as like a dead brother. Like he's the brother that Jermaine's character can't live up to. And he has to like, he's always lived in his shadow. It's and his Bor- father is... Boromir? Uh, yeah. It's basically like a Faramir Boromir. Faramir. Except for a Faramir got like super nuts and, and tried to do, uh, you know, kung fu in the water and pretended to do martial arts when he doesn't. Well, saying but, that uh, <laughs> he's the, the dead one. So Boromir, right? He's Boromir, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said Faramir's Jermaine, the whole movie. He would be Boromir, yeah. Uh, but he's like runs in marathons, and like you see clips of him running and doing stuff or pictures, but you don't get to see him in real time in the present of the movie. He's been dead. His father's obsessed. But it's so I was like, who is the guy? And then I see that, I'm like, okay, that's that's Taika. And then if you've seen uh, what we do in the shadows, like he just has been just making stuff under the in the background that just blossoms. And then all of a sudden, this dude, this movie comes out, and they're like, I was like, I was sort of nervous because I knew that his, like, every time I tell somebody to look for a shark, they're like, ah, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they see it, like, oh shit, that's really good. But it's not like, like mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. And 
when he made this, it was like they just unleashed him onto the world. And then this is what came out. And everyone's like, holy fuck, where has he been all this time? Yeah. And then he's like, let him, like, Ryan, let him do with fucking anything he wants. Because not only is his act, his directing style is like, Freeform, it's funny and it's fun, but he makes the environment in when he makes films super relaxing for all the actors. Yeah. There's no pressure. Like everyone who like gets in his films talks about and in interviews about the idea that he's just like fucking fun the whole time. It's, it's, it's no, funny it's like you say that work, you're not going to work, you're going to play, and that's kind of like where he gets all that like comfortable comedy out of his actors. Not like forced comedy. If you, know? you as as I mean, obviously one of the things that you do when you watch movies is you just learn more about the development process and production and looking into this one there it's there's a on imdb they have all the all these little facts and stuff and one of them is talking about how much of this movie is improvised or not even Mm -hmm. scripted and the fact that i think it was like 75 or 80 percent of the movie was mostly improvised Dude, that makes complete sense. Dude, the help me scene or get help scene. That whole scene yeah. is made up by fucking Chris, and then it makes and, complete sense. They just were like, "Let's go with it." <laughs> well, it's it's funny because I just bought Free Guy, yeah, and one of the special features is about Taika, just yeah. what he did when he came to set each day, yeah, and what his process is, and he's always like, you think he's joking in the interview because he's like. Oh, I'm I'm very much I wanna make sure I get whatever was written down in the script, you know. I want that done. Like it's gotta be filmed. Yeah. He's like Did And then ever- and then <laughs> He's like if you knock it out fast enough, right, you can play. Right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what and I was getting at. Like he So he's he, like he gets the job done, but he also allows the the them opportunities. It's like Adam McKay with like uh Anchorman, right? Yeah. He's like, here's the line and then here's a bunch of other ones I want you to say. Just fucking fuck around and see what yeah. sticks. Yeah, but he's like, let's make sure we get the thing that's written down first. Right. Yeah. And then just do whatever you want because we have time. Did y'all ever see the... I think there was a documentary um, after all the Infinity Saga movies came out that had all the directors mm-hmm. sitting the at round the round table. table. Yeah, yeah. And just the dichotomy of all the directors... And then him. Oh my god! And how they filmed him the, zooming I mean, in. Gun is <laughs> where pretty, he had to zoom. He's a he little to... bit more like yeah. Him and Gun, I think I think are they get are along the really well in style because they're um, both just like whatever. But for the most fun. part, you have so many guys and and girls talking about their style, and then he's just basically like wing it. Just, <laughs> we've got a loose structure. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was actually James Gunn that asked him the question in that one. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what a what did you say to let them let you go full Taika on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he definitely did. Well, that's a, you could spin that on Gun, right? Because like, because like, Gun was given a project that was almost impossible to bring to the world. Like, who the fuck are the Guardians? Yeah. You know, everyone knows who Thor is, but and Hulk, but like to bring the Guardians that far into the fucking mainstream. I mean, that easily could have been. Oh, they they tried and it was all right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was a hell of a home run, you know. And and they're beloved characters immediately. Even fucking Groot, who just says his fucking name over and over again. Vin Diesel, everyone's like, what? <laughs> but like, you care about those characters in that film. And in the same way, this one, you give a shit about everyone's growth in this film. Every character, you know. And uh, to bring it back to my first impressions, I really wanted to see this film. And, and we we're also doing like technical new like stuff with this. Like the three D thing, I was trying to get at is like. 
I wanted to see this film in 3D because I was curious because Taika was experimenting with that stuff and trying to make that a thing too. And I was like, I want to see. And then I, the first time I saw it, a friend of mine and I were trying to get tickets. And then his wife and his friend, his brother and her, his wife got their tickets first and met us at the theater and they got 2D tickets. And I was like, crap. And I had to sit in like the aisle seat. It was like crooked and it was just a <laughs> not good experience. So my wife's like, we're going to go see it again and we're going to go 3D. So my wife and I saw it. And like, I always think of the scene when he's fighting against Surtur's like, you know, demon army and he, and then freaking, you know, uh, the Led Zeppelin jam goes on and it's just yeah. fucking mind blowing. The awesome fight scene, but he throws Mjolnir, Mjolnir comes right at the screen, stops and spins around. And I was like, that was so much better in 3d than yeah. it was in 2d. <laughs> like I almost thought I was getting in the face of Mjolnir and I was like, that's so good. And like, and it worked so like so many different scenes. I thought, well, okay, they got that one. They're, they're probably the rest will be like, decent but it really is a distinct difference between the film and those two formats for me when i saw it the first time wait till you buy a four-year-old and a nerf mjolnir and then you'll know what it's like to get hit (laughs) exactly (laughs) but that to me was like it's coming it's coming that movie that i could see taika making a comedy but for me to see as coming from his all the things I've seen him, never seen him do an action film. And I was also like, is he going to bring it? And then he bred out the fucking gate. He's like, he's bringing it with the right music. He's bringing it with the right, like, scenes, the the angles, the fights. Dude, how, they're a mix how of, long like, have you been slow. waiting for that song? Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> perfect. In no. Thor I mean, literally, it's about Thor. <laughs> Hammer of the Gods. Are you oh kidding God. me? Like, that immigrant song is so perfect. Just been waiting forever. And so it's like, perfect. Yes. But yeah, the idea of him, like, all of the parts of this are great, but he doesn't just leave it there. He also digs into the comics, and, like, the visual stuff is, like, old-school artwork. Like, in the background of, like, the scene where he's fighting Hulk, in the background of, like, the Grandmaster's, like, little, you know, room, is all this old art straight out of the comics from, like, like Thor and Hulk and stuff. And from and it's it's... He didn't leave anything on the floor. He put all these Easter eggs in it. Just like Gunn, which is why I'm like, yeah, Gunn's a good reference because Gunn is Captain Easter Egg, and Taika brought it out of the gate. He must have, they must have had a conversation because it was like every freaking scene. There's some cool shit. They, no, they must have had a competition. They must have, yeah. <laughs> he must have been like, I'm gonna go in this, and he's like, I'm already gonna leave Kenneth Branagh. Like, yeah, he's not even gonna be a thought. But I am going <laughs> to, like, I'm gunning, I'm aiming for James Gunn, and I'm gonna bring it, and he's gonna have to fucking <laughs> take Taika's like Guardians through the next level. How many Easter eggs did you put in? Yeah. And Gunn's like 150. He's like, I'm going to get 150. Oh, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to win. It's definitely more than that. But And I'm going to reference freaking Charlie and Chocolate Factory in this movie. Oh, yeah. You can't oh. not. I almost referenced already because like, that's the second the scene hell? for me that mind-blowingly, like, with the 3D stuff was crazy. That scene is so good. And I'm going to reference my own movie in some of my stuff. <laughs> nice. You mean Green Lantern? Oh, oh wait, no, he was ouch. just an actor in that one. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. I was bummed out because I when I saw him in that movie when I saw it the first time I was like, oh, is he doing this movie? And then I was like, glad he didn't direct this movie because it was trash. But, <laughs> I was like, I'm so sad that he was in it. Like him and, and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds doing press for Free Guy. Oh, it's wow. so great. They, they have an entire video where they're doing like a fake interview. Oh yeah, and they walk away <laughs> and they just disappear. Well, the they other they don't just get up and walk away. They are literally gone and. Nobody knows how they disappeared. Well, the kid, the dude, the dude from uh, from uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the kid, Stranger Things, Stranger Things. He was like, "Yeah, didn't you guys do Green Lantern together?" And they're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." 
And then, like, they look away, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out they're just both gone, like, so fast that it wasn't even a camera trick. Because, like, like, Taika and Ryan are both just, like, I've been waiting so long to meet this guy. Like, I mean, I've known about him. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just, to work with him. They're, they're like, finally weren't you, together. They're like, weren't you in a scene together in, in that movie? film together, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, for me, though, like, yeah, just like you guys, I was absolutely... I left that theater being like, yes, Taika. Like, thank you for bringing that shit all the way out. It was, yeah. was mind-blowing. It was solid. My wife, like, didn't get it because she doesn't really get his humor that much. <laughs> and uh, But I don't care because I didn't. And uh, and it was good because I also was hearing Chris Hemsworth was, like, getting really uh, bored with Thor. Like, he was like, ah, I just can't do this character anymore unless we reboot him. And Taika's like... You want to reboot him? Yeah. Do you want? Do, like, do you want? To, like, let's go. Do you want to have full fucking control to be whatever the fuck you want to do? You want to do whatever you want? Because <laughs> I'll let you. I'll, yeah. tell you. I'll tell you what. Going into the bourbon, this is a perfect tangent because yeah, Hell if yes you if you ever get to the point where you are starting to get slightly bored of bourbons, oh man, yeah. the one we have tonight Dude, is gotta, just. I gotta hand it to. to it's a Beryl. full Tyka. It's Barrel a full does not Look, it, fuck around in the not, bourbon world. So when I first saw this, I don't mind when I first saw this bottle, <laughs> and if you've ever seen the cover art for this movie, like it's very the colors, yeah, green, vibrant. blue, bright colors. Oh yeah. And anytime I saw this bottle, I always thought about this movie because I'm like, we're gonna talk about this movie eventually. Every time I see this, I'm like, this would be a great oh. bourbon for this movie. Never even tasted it, but the bottle. Wit loves connections. This connects it perfectly. Oh and man! <laughs> Connected ha- so on colors alone on, on colors the label. Alone. So I had bought it when we recorded Black Panther, and we uh, we sipped on it because I just had to try it. And it had been like four hours, so you know. In <laughs> holy hell! And so when we were talking about what are we going to drink this week, we thought about bringing out the Mjolnir. Yeah. And then I was set, I was like, you know what? Let's just stick with this. It's freaking phenomenal. I mean, and Mjolnir got destroyed in this movie, so you know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to drink it. It's kind of relevant. We could be like, well, it makes sense that we're like Mjolnir. No, let's do this barrel instead. <laughs> but no, this. I'm having. I'm having a hard time explaining how good it tastes because. There well, are me, so many flavors. Let me quiz you on what you taste. Then, do you read the bottle? No, I'm not going to read the bottle. Well, here's here's the thing. Right, it dude. almost it almost feels like, and this is going to be a stretch, <laughs> but bear with me. Yeah, I feel like I ha- I am eating. You know, like you get that feeling in your mouth when you eat a crap ton of Sour Patch. Yeah, and like your mouth kind of burns a little bit. Mm-hmm. Imagine drinking some bourbon after you've eaten a lot of Sour Patch Kids. I'm getting that vibe a little bit. Do yeah, this, you get a lot you of know, sweetness with it. Do you know why that's fucking on the nose? Well, this is one of because <laughs> it, no, it says sour dogs. It says it's brewed <laughs> with it says sour patch. Freaking sour patch. No, it's got it's got a Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels, which is pretty much what you get. It's fruit. It's like multiple kinds of fruit. And I was then, about to say, yeah, 100. percent Those guys are going to give you like pretty this, dank, this variety of sweetness and tartness. One of the first bourbons that. I have honestly tasted a lot of fruitiness 
time. Holy Jesus. <laughs> no, we're good. Like, I have dead reflexes. Most though, bourbons, like, if we look up the flavor wheel on Flaviar, it's like, uh, you'll taste berries or you'll taste cherries. No, this thing is like, they're dancing well, separate and also together. Is that weird to say? Yes. This, <laughs> this, the, it doesn't exist on Flaviar, probably for a reason. Yeah, they're nervous. But it's like, I'm tasting berries and citrus at the same time. It is, like, I think what you're trying to say, Paul, is they are dancing separately, but they are also balanced like well, I mean, it's like I you're hitting them all at the same time you're and also hitting every note that's fucking weird you don't often do that i mean we were dance. we were like when we were re- reading the flavior wheel and like you and i were nailing them before we, when he read it after we guessed those are all individual right like oh, i'm tasting the nutmeg or the whatever the caramel mm-hmm. here or whatever but this one i'm like as he's talking about that i was thinking about like the fruit and then i'm looking at this going oh shit yeah the fucking but the rum, mm. like yeah. the rum barrels and the brandy playing together, like giving you that's where you're getting the spices from. It's mm-hmm. not it's definitely not just like, uh, oh, it's only cinnamon, it's only yeah. nutmeg. It's like it's definitely a developed flavor yeah. of spices. I mean is like a good I used to use it all the time for like sauces and stuff because it's mm-hmm. great cooking fortified cooking wine that's like sort of in the realm of port. But it's it's so sweet, but it's not overpowering. So it's not overpoweringly it, sweet. It's so funny that I said that because I decided, you know what? I want to go and look up somebody who reviewed this and gave like a very detailed account of what they got, whether it's the nose, the palate, just the the finish, the overall profile of it. And on the nose, now smell it, and it says potent yet playful. Candy store aroma that filled with childhood nostalgia. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything from gummy bears, cotton candy, strawberry shortcake, and fruit-flavored bubble gum. Bubble gum. Um, yes. It is... You smell it, and you're like, yes, I smell bourbon. But then you sit there for a second, and you're like... It smells does things, smell yeah. like a freaking candy store. Well, like, the first couple sips of it, I was... I was thinking bubble gum, but I was trying really hard not to, because I was like... yeah. There's no way that's the flavor. Like, in my mind, I was like, there's no way that's what I'm tasting. But then I try and think of what bubblegum tastes like, like an actual bubblegum flavor. You're like, it's a very specific thing. It doesn't, bubblegum doesn't taste like a berry or like a mint or it it has its very own distinct flavor. Yeah. And I kept getting that, especially on the back end. But I was like, that can't be right. Like in, in my own mind. Right. But then I just kept drinking it. I was like, and I think that's where that sweetness factor yeah. is hitting me. It's like you're having all those um, brandy and rum and berries and a little bit it, of a woodiness yeah. to it. So, but it's then so suddenly wild. just sweet bubble gum. <laughs> you're like, it's so it's, and it almost feels like every sip is different. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that. thing I wish I had more is like, after you take a sip and it sits for a minute, you're like, "All right, I'm I've lost that feeling. I need more." I need yeah. more. <laughs> super, super fucking dangerous. Well, <laughs> you guys, you guys know what we got to bring this back for? Free guy. Uh, well, here's the thing. This is 100. I'm going to write it down on my notes. All right, I'm free not guys lie. getting seagrass. Yeah. Here's the deal. We're probably going to need to get another bottle of this because or two or two because. I mean, personally, I'm like, I need to have some of this at home at all times. 
Yeah, it's a solid. And well, we did a barrel before. We did, what was the barrel one we beat previously? Dovetail. Dovetail. And I think a whole different level of awesome, but oh totally God. different. Totally. I swear. Totally well, we did Dovetail, right? and we also did New Year. Here's the thing. Did we season do one? Oh, very we did. Good. I remember that. Yeah, we did. You're right. Dovetail's so good too. Dovetail was We're, so like unexpectedly good. But is it just me, or is it like a whole different kind of good than this? Listen, like they're equally, but like they're just distinctly different. I'm gonna make a bold statement here. If we just stick with Buffalo Dick beers <laughs> and barrel and bourbon, barrel bourbons. <laughs> Are we? I mean, barrel bourbons for the flavor, Buffalo Dick beers for the comedy. Is that <laughs> is that where we're going? <laughs> I mean, they're good. They're not terrible. But they're funnier. They're funnier to talk about than any other saying, beers we do. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's not. I'd say it's a close second to the Fauci beer. The Fauci beer is fun to just to just, to just talk oh, about. For comedy, yes. For enjoying the beverage, no. Unjoying, yeah. That unjoying. <laughs> that, that beer draws me straight to rage. I'm sorry. Let's talk about this bourbon again. But no, it's delightful. Barrel rage. <laughs> barrel seagrass. It's. It, it it's it was so quick to be one of my favorites, like from the flavor. Like once the, once yeah. I tried it, I was like, this. I was like, this is top five. Yeah, which is very much how I feel about Ragnarok. It's like, yeah. I saw yeah. this movie and I was like, I know what I'm gonna get when I go see a Marvel movie. And then you go in nope. and you watch the movie. And but you I love leave, that. And you're I just love like, that this movie totally is surprised. You're like this movie, like. I've seen 20 other Marvel movies. This is top five right away. Dude, like, but it's like the weirdest part about this film, and I'm sure you probably all agree with me on this, is like the fact that it's so fucking completely different, but at the same time fits so perfectly well into the, the, the storyline proper. Like, like it to really me, does. it's like, like and it's, and it's like a perfect foil to, to Civil War. Like, you're like, where the fuck are Thor and Hulk? And you're like, here they are. Oh, here they and are. And then I'm like, holy shit. Like, they get to, I, shit, they're having more fun than these assholes. Because <laughs> it was funny you said about, like, you know, about Tony bringing the comedy initially, because it's not much of that in Civil War. He's, he's hella depressed, especially at the end, you know? And it's like, leaving on that note leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, God, I need to be like, I need to laugh again, you know? And then yeah. Thor Ragnarok, you're like, finally. And <laughs> the I Avengers am, are funny again. The crazy thing is, what this movie does, and I know we're jumping ahead a little bit to where we like to end. But without this movie, it that's a lot. Bit. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand Thor in Infinity War much at all. Like you don't get a lot of without this one. Without this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. You, then, this is a, a critical film. And then setting up at what we see in Endgame. It's also inter- ironic that it, it's a side quest critical. Well, and, because well, we've been spending Infinity so much time War, talking but, about uncritical side quests. Yes, yeah. but it's in the last two movies you see how critical Thor is in regards to with the Guardians as oh, well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact that they're making another movie about that. Yeah. So Well, I just think like, I mean, Hulk and Black Widow feel very much like the same, oh, this is a side quest, not even an origin. Yeah. And I don't, this isn't an origin, right? But it's it's a side quest for sure. It's a buddy cop side quest adventure film for these two. But at the end of the day, it's it's incredibly critical for everything. Like you can't go from Civil War to Infinity War without this film. You'll yeah. you're fucking lost. Especially the direct connect at the end with Thanos showing up. But the idea of 
Hela, an idea of what's mm-hmm. going on with it, what happened in Asgard. What, has, that, what is Hulk deal, or Thor dealing that, with as far as loss? The fact that Bruce Banner in Infinity War, when Thor shows up, he's the only person that says, you're all screwed now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because of this movie. Yeah. Because they have that experience together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, too, because, like, to me, Thor losing his hammer in the first time was like, ah. And he gets a bit like, you're gonna get, he's going to get it back. And then he, he, it's gone. And you're like, holy fuck. And then he goes to fucking Sakaar and he gets this thing in his neck. You're like, holy fuck. Like, he's so yeah. powerless. He sparkles. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This is so great. But it's like you want to know what how he's going to, like, come into his own and grow. And what does it take for him to do that? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like... You're right. Infinity War, you see the Thor you see in Infinity War is a broken shell, and then he does it again. So for me, it's like Thor and and, and Tony are like the two most destroyed characters for this. For I mean, other than you know Black Widow physically and Gamora physically, but uh, <laughs> well, but you know Gamora what I mean. Like, shows back up. She's fine. Yeah, yeah. She's well. She doesn't remember anyway because it was a different uh, earlier Gamora, but still. I mean, but she's still var- alive. Yeah, a variant Gamora. Yeah, very Gamora. She exists in this universe. So, but you know what I'm saying. Like I think it's it, you're. I agree with you. It's a critical film in that regard, yeah. and I think it's. Uh, I think it's really ridiculous that uh, the way it came out. I was. It's. It's refreshing that it's like. Oh, I know what Marvel movies are. Now I have a whole different view. What do we do now? <laughs> where does it go from here? It's the fucking possibilities are endless. So well, where does where do we go from here? I'm about to say this is. Thank you, Ryan. Ah, I was about to back. try and be like awkward about it. Be like, well, now what are we not like? <laughs> Well, but Ryan was like, what's next? I was <laughs> Better like, idea. Thank you so much. Since there's probably not a whole lot we didn't like about this movie. Oh, there's, there's some. Of course. <laughs> you can't not have cons in a film. That's not. That's not yeah. Batman Forever. It's not. <laughs> they're not a lot. Because no, I want to talk not. about the good parts more. <laughs> Whatever. What, you want uh, to skip over con times? Are we going to do? No, I was trying to do something new. Which is what? I don't know. Screw it. Well, no, no, no. I want to hear it now. I feel no, bad. No, I was <laughs> thinking of not not to skip over cons, but because in this movie there are so many ridiculous Easter eggs, I think it would be fun just to mention a few of Ooh. our favorites. Favorite Easter, Easter eggs. eggs. Which maybe we, can do, maybe we can do when we talk through favorite characters or anything. So you want to tack it in there? That, I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about like I like that. There's a lot. some distinct parts about this film that are different that we should probably we can't not talk about. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good way to put it. Easter eggs, because yeah. that's a really good thing. Because I, I, I mean, my some of my favorite ones happen to be in the same scene that I really love. But right. I think that's one thing that because and this movie does it so well that other movies don't. That not just the fact that it Easter eggs comics and comic book characters but it takes so much other stuff from pop culture and throws it in this movie just for the heck of it yeah yeah Yeah. like what yeah a lot of the times i'm like what is happening right now i think i know what scene he's talking about but i want to wait and see if i'm right dude i'm trying to i'm trying to because i'm thinking Uh, about four scenes that i can think of that for i've got one at least three i think i'm right but ooh. I think we do cons first. Let's go through. Let's plow through because cons first. Because I tried really hard so that I could impress Paul. He's again. Always trying to impress me. Right. I'm not. I'm trying always to trying to impress anybody. Paul. I don't care. 
Ever since you, Batman Forever. You need my approval, Ryan. Don't try to pretend you don't. I don't need your... I do not need it for this movie. Ever, <laughs> ever since Batman Forever, I was like... Do you I'm have gonna, any? Do you have I'm going to find... Okay, two. Okay. I was like, I'm going to find at least two. <laughs> yeah, I've got two. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. We, we discussed of, this. The tier ones, which... Plot-driven. Yeah. For, <laughs> the, for the good None film. <laughs> for the good... Yeah. Exactly. None of them plot-driven. Oh, man. Some of them are... Or, I don't know. I'll, I'll give them my list. I'll, I'll anchor them because I'll just get through my quick. Too. Actually, I've got, I've, I've added a third one, and this is just a. I'll start <clears> with <throat> this one. Um, Why is it Valkyrie drinking barrel bourbon? Oh, forget? I could care less what she's drinking. <laughs> she probably was. They just, she's just, just in that big jug, chugging it. Hulk <laughs> doesn't have a small bottle like this in his room. If it had been seagrass that she was drinking, she would just been like. I just don't want to stop drinking because it explains it's how delicious. she drank it so fast. <laughs> it's just delicious. Because I yeah. would do that too. But then who's a woozle, Brian? Um, Your cons? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, number one is really it. It wouldn't be me without a CGI con. Would yeah. It? Yeah, and I figured you'd strictly stick it to the CGI cons for this. No, for this one, um, tedious ones. <laughs> for this one, it is the whole the first hell of fight scene where she just destroys the whole Asgard army. Yeah, there's just so much in there, and I mean, how else are you going to do it without using a lot of CGI? But there's just so many times in that that it's so evident and so obvious. Um, well, let me it, get rid of my just, first con. It takes me out of it just a little bit. I know one of the ones you are either you're gonna say, so that's why I'm not mentioning it as well. The on the nose, the on the nose one. Okay, but it is just one of those that you see it. And you're like, yeah, I know they got to use it, but then even in the once that ends and it goes back to just acting, and you look at the soldiers across the battlefield. None of them have anything sticking out of them, and all she's doing is throwing freaking bl- like knives and blades and swords. Yeah, like into I their have, chests. I have like a very odd, like I can understand how those work. Like I get that she materializes out of nowhere, so I guess my opposite version is like I guess they disappear after they murder things. Like because what are they made of, and uh, why do they? They're just like made of Asgardian matter. Yeah, they look like obsidian, right? They look like obsidian weapons. Like, they're, like, volcanic, sharp. Uh, they're all black and glassy. Well, so like, I assume that they're from, like, a hell, hell, like, hell is, you know, volcanic bullshit under, they're, underground. They're, they're like, necroblades or whatever is what they're called. Necroblades? And it's just something that she... Well, I guess they just... Atomizes out of her? Yeah, so they de-atomize post-murder, I guess. Yeah, but... Um, Asian dude is just still probably chilling with a pillar of that sticking out of his chest. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, maybe we didn't see. Maybe because it's so fresh, his death. Well, maybe it disappeared off then, camera when we got. Even the- then, Scourge she made him an axe, and he carried that around for right. half the movie. Well, because he didn't kill anybody with it yet, so I guess it hangs on till you murder. <laughs> I, guess I guess the rule: once it, it hits, once blood hits it, it blood disintegrates. <laughs> Feel like I'm about to say that. <laughs> I, that's the only. I'm trying to like defend it, but I think it's so. I, I agree with you at the same time. But it. Oh, but at, on upon memory, like the only times you don't see it anymore is after it's killed somebody. She stabs somebody in the face with it, blows something up, then it goes away. But like, 
Like the ones that come out of the ground, out of the water, like stab it's the very, ship. It's very PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one is at the very end when it's the bridge battle scene, and it just seems like for some strange reason you should be able to see everything that's happening, but yet there's these little random patches of fog that mask rain a massive ship showing up. Yeah. Uh, a humongous wolf just chilling on the bridge. Yeah, there's a there's couple things so where big shit shows up, but when it should <laughs> yeah. show where you're up, just like, the, the fade clears. You're like, you should be able to see this. And, holy shit! And really, as you look, um, there's like that one shot where it shows the whole Asgard city, and it looks beautiful, amazing scene. But there's no fog anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the fog just happens to roll in when. These things come maybe up. The, so, maybe the ship generates its own fog. Maybe. Maybe it's maybe. part of the party ship concept still. Party ship. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's like a fog machine. This other one had a had, you know, fireworks and shit and do this orgy mobile. So maybe. It's um, my birthday. Maybe all of them have that in it because he's maybe. that cool. He's like, maybe even my fucking my super yacht cruiser thing has, you know, party. Maybe they have a disco ball they didn't see yet. That's great. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't believe it. It was a way cooler party ship than the Jabba the Hutt one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my other one is, is to your point, too. Like, they're just like, uh, what's that? And they look at his Thor's, I mean, it's uh, Thanos' ginormous fucking mega ship. And it's like, does that ship not have a radar part feature on it? Like, because Jesus, that's a huge ship. Yeah. Like, it's way bigger than I thought it was going to be when I saw I'm like, that is, when they show the background, it's like, their ship's huge. And then Thanos' ship is like a moving planet almost. You're like, how did you not see that shit sneak up? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Till it was right in your face. Yeah. Uh, and the very last one, and this is really just nitpicky, <laughs> um, but the names of the guns that Scourge gets from Texas. The fact that they're Des and Troy, and Des he says, Bryant, when you put them Troy together, Aikman. they destroy. Yeah, they never played together. They were never even close to playing together. Should they were have been the name. so far away. You can't sit here and say you give two Cowboys players names and you put them together. I'm like, they never played together. It makes no sense. Maybe like if they did, they destroy. That's his thought. No, Des Bryant's not a Hall of Famer. Do you think Troy Aikman played with a Hall of Famer in Michael Irving? Do you think that I, I love- Scourge actually would get as an Asgardian who? teleports in and out of things and picks up random shit you think he'd understand that reference fully that you're like oh i got that math wrong <laughs> i love that con so much <laughs> Just, I'm like, you. i do like appreciate Dude. the deep con on that though yeah because i didn't honestly i'm a, a cowboys fan circuit troy aikman as a kid so like i worshiped that i have like hats like six hats that he wore like i have everything i was actually scared like i was gonna die on the field because he just had so many concussions but uh it's a good call. That's a good call. But most people wouldn't get that. Most people are like, oh, just, just try. I get it. And you're like, there's more. I get that. There's more to that. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> the reasoning for you naming these guns is 
<laughs> never made it together. Maybe he was just trying to go well, for the, like most people D wouldn't think of that. Line. Most people just think of the words Des and Troy. He split and those words up together. They destroy. He's just being Troy Aikman. Word wow, Des Bryant still won Super yeah. Bowls. Maybe he was just going for like the <laughs> he didn't D the D line, and he was like, sure. yeah, nope, that it didn't work. It's stupid. I bet you uh, Taika was trying really hard to find a way to make that link, and he was like, you know what? It'll be fine. They're, they're both Cowboys There'll players. There'll be two nerds on the internet. No, but he One name Ryan. Matter. Like, it won't matter. This. There's nobody going to podcast about it. He's like, you sure. know what? These are football players. I'll put them together. Put them together? Put you realize together. like he just thinks about rugby and soccer, right? He doesn't care about yeah. American football. Or, or Aussie rules football. <laughs> Which is just a big cluster. He's just like... Anyways. They're idiots. Rugby. They'll they're figure really it out. Those are my cons. That's it. That's yeah. it. Very substantial. Hmm. <laughs> Wentz turn. <laughs> well. Um, CGI. Some of the hella weapons, like Ryan was saying. But especially the crown a couple times. Like that she has like her warrior her antlers? crown. Antler. Their antlers. Thing. Mm. No, that's just that's just her hair. Yeah, she what? <laughs> she just no, it's not. Turns you know it into a because in what if uh, the fucking collector wears that shit and has her powers? It's a helmet. He wears it as a helmet. He didn't shave her head. It's in what if? <laughs> it's in. It's but a different universe. In the comics, Paul. it's considered different a universe, Paul. But uh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> That's one of the few times that I was like, okay, like but then, the her hair's, then her hair, then her hair is growing though. Like that doesn't make sense. I was just. <laughs> And then hairsprays involved. I don't like it. <laughs> but she literally like runs her fingers through her hair, and then it turns into the crown. And I would have almost rather have seen it stay one way or the other. Um, I understand that, especially Loki has his horns and stuff, but mm-hmm. Thor hasn't really had anything of that nature. Like in the first movie, I think he had a helmet. He had a helmet at one point, and they got rid of it, and then... But he didn't use it for the rest it, of the movie. He had it in this one just they, for the fight. They, and then the gladiator for show. One. And in this one, he had the coolest helmet. Like, I was like... But he had, like, rabbit ears. Like, I want rabbit ears. I was like, I want him to just have that helmet. Like, it was All awesome. All the time, yeah. But for the, the Hela, the scene that Ryan was talking about, like, her first big battle against the full army, it was just like, okay. Like, I don't really understand... I feel like they're too bold. Like it's the opposite, right? Like she should wear that for show and then get rid of it for fight scenes because it's. I it's, feel like it'd be yeah. bulky and awkward. It's in the way. Like it would get caught on shit. Like I would, if I was the Japanese guy with the fucking you know the mace, I just hook it around her helmet and yank her head off. Yeah, <laughs> but there was definitely one or two scenes where I was like, uh, I, I, I just didn't like the way that it was either formed or there was a couple scenes where I was like, it's it's just weird right. seeing it. Um, I wanted. Carl Urban to have a better role. I, yeah, like, one of mine is Scourge is very underused. Yeah. I still love him in the movie. Like Carl Urban, he's got is like just, more. He's got more in the comics. Like he spends more time being relevant. Yeah, he's but, he's still good. Like I just, love Carl Urban. It but seems I, like a waste for Carl Urban to be like when I found out he was going to be Scourge. I was like, I was so fucking psyched. And he's one of those like top, like like a famous name actor character. They were just like badass. Fight scene roles. He did Doom. He fucking Dread. Like you're like, oh, he's gonna bring awesomeness to this film, and you're like, 
Oh, he's going to carry an axe around a couple times? They, he's going to jerk off a shake weight? They, <laughs> they use him more... They use him more like I would see a... Like, Michael Sarah being in a movie. Like, where it's like... You have Michael Sarah. He's awkward. He's goofy. You know, he's running he's in late from trying to chase down <laughs> Thor. He's using a shake weight. He's got the guns that he can't even get two Cowboys players that play together. Like Also fires probably triple the bullets out of those magazines, for the record. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just saying, everybody who's fired an M16 would know... I, I officially think I made the Paul proud The ammo doesn't last then. that long. I think I officially made Paul proud then, because my next it, con it, is, shouldn't you, Scourge on. have run out of ammo? Yeah. Much faster. That's what than everyone's like. Did. I remember actually remember having a conversation with somebody where it's like, who dual wields M16s because the, there's only 30 rounds a mag and they fire. You would have like, made him proud. Literally, if like you a counted 30 how seconds. many bullets he shot. Yeah. Oh, he shot like 28 from he each gun. He shot like 20 in the bullets first, like at the fucking spurt. the the spear <laughs> things yeah. to, to attach the ship alone. He fired at 50 Look, bullets. Be thankful they actually made him stop shooting. It actually did run out of ammo. It I did. thought that too. That. I did. thought that too. About three magazines worth later. Yeah. <laughs> per gun. I mean. <laughs> As guardian bullets? No, no, no. Those are definitely from Texas. <laughs> definitely from Texas. Yeah. Um, Which is why I can't reload because he forgot to get no. more. <laughs> well, no. See? The fact that it's from and Texas we're also begging makes the fact... more sense why there's more bullets. Well, it begged on the Shit, fact... doesn't it? Shouldn't well, it? It should have a bigger magazine. Like it should have like a barrel, like a like a um. You know, I'm talking about the uh, drum, the dual drums, like that bullshit. I mean, <laughs> it spirals on either side. I'm not gonna argue it. It's from Texas. Yeah, it shoots a lot of bullets. It makes sense to me. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, he has them in the comics, so that's why they brought it in. <laughs> but the idea is like, honestly, <laughs> they should upgrade it and got like the M60 from fucking like like Rambo Two, where it's like the wing gunning machine, where he's got the, the Bullets wrapped around his arm. Like, that would have been so much cooler to see. I was like, does he run out of bullets in Doom? Yeah, probably not. No, 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 no. But he does at one point, actually. But I appreciated that he ran out of bullets. He just should have ran out of bullets and reloaded before leaving the ship. Right. That would have made more sense. It's hard to reload when there's a gun in each hand, though. That is a... You know, a rifle. So, <laughs> it's a valid point. <laughs> they're very. They're not designed to be like dual wielded. Like they're like no. you know Glocks. Um, <laughs> the one that we've had since Thor one is he the god of thunder or is he the god of lightning? And I didn't I say they go hand in hand. Like you can't like one's no. the sound that comes after the the visual. Because she's like, what are you the god of? And then all of a sudden she's like. Lightning! I mean, thunder! Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, the thunder part doesn't... Like, they don't... <laughs> it would make sense if, like, the sound wave stuff did stuff. But it just zaps <laughs> it's the just shit like, out of people. She literally asks him that question. He hits her with a, a bunch bolt, of lightning. A lightning bolt. A, a and lightning he's controlling bolt. He even says lightning. The, bolt, the big lightning bolt of lightning bolts. <laughs> he's still been alive. using lightning since the first movie, and it's like... Wait a minute. Yeah. What? <laughs> I think like, I I think I said that in one of the first movies is like yeah he's the god of thunder which is a sound not lightning right depending where you're standing could be far away from the first part yeah <laughs> you but count we find Mississippi's the, between them we finally basically <laughs> he's said the god like of one Mississippi yeah. two <laughs> yeah. Mississippi we were like oh nope you're there we were like okay thunder sounds <laughs> cooler 
than lightning. It does sound cool. It sounds much cooler because it sounds yeah. cool. It also sounds like a cool name for cat, the god of farts, too. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the god of jokes? No, let's go with the god of mischief. <laughs> yeah. I like it more. Um, and my final con that is my ultimate true con. Like, those were all, like, little baby things. Um, I feel like Thor should be a lot more shaken or depressed with the things that he's lost, especially so quickly. I mean, he, he jokes about them in this one to, like... I think that's kind of what Taika does is, like, well, is uses the humor in this one. That's what I was going to try and say is... Yeah. I, I think I'm okay with it because I think that ultimately the character is using humor as a band-aid to... Because he, like, references it when he's updating Banner. Like, I just lost my hammer. I mean, that was pretty pretty recent. It's like, <laughs> pretty fresh. It's but pretty fresh. It's, all, it's also very quick. Like, when I'm thinking about it as a con, I'm like, if I lost something like that, or if I found out all this, I lost my dad, this, I would be... I wouldn't be able to function very well. And he's expected to go in and have this battle literally seconds Dude, shit later. happens to him so quick. Like, yeah. He's got and moments. Between, like, he literally he loses his dad and then turns around and his fucking demon sister shows up. And he's yeah, like, and, oh, I guess and, I gotta fight her. And then they, they go to fucking Asgard, bounce around, and he's in car. And then it's like, holy shit. Like, just shit moves so quick that I don't think he's... He gets an opportunity degree, which is why he hits so hard in Infinity War. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was talking to Ryan about off the mic. It's like... I think that I'm linking things to Infinity War and Endgame yeah. to this movie, especially on this rewatch. Like I know what's coming. I know yeah. how. I yeah. know how much he should be hurting. If you, if you see and, it as a standalone, your con is intact. I feel like if you extend it into the MCU proper, and you realize also the fact that he's he, in, in the Infinity Infinity War, he explains he's 1,500 years old. He's been through a lot of shit, and he's mm-hmm. dealt with some stuff. Probably lost other close people in several battles or whatever. So like he's dealt with loss and understood that a little bit. It takes probably takes him longer to, uh, you know, process shit, I guess. I don't know. But the idea of him losing all this shit so fucking rapidly that by the time infinity war happens, he's got absolutely nothing left to lose. And he has one specific person that is responsible for his most immediate shit. You know, like I guess that makes sense, but you're right. I think it, I think it, it, you don't see much of that in this where he's like, but especially trying to go fuck, trying to watch this from this is the movie we're focusing on and we're not, we're not letting the things that we know influence it on our impression of it while we're watching it. Like, yeah, to an extent, um, that's where it's a con for me. It's just like, all right, like, Knowing where it's going, I can patch it up really easily because yeah. they did a very good job. But whenever I watch the movie, I'm I'm always thinking the same thing. It's like he's being really goofy. Like I mean, I can understand covering up some of it with humor. I mean, I would but, I would I would even say that he's in the denial stage of of, of dealing grief. with of the grief process, and like he's very much trying to laugh it off because he's. He's powerless, right? Like he's he's kind of in like this delirium stage where he's just like, well, fuck. If I 
If I can't, like he has zero control over anything. Even his hair gets clipped off by fucking Stanley. <laughs> you know, like, like absolutely nothing that he tries to do. He can, he can, he's not himself anymore. He's yeah. lost his hammer. He's lost his parents. He's lost his brother. He's lost everything. Yeah. And he thinks he's completely alone on a foreign planet and he's impotent as fuck. And if this movie wasn't trying, not trying, if this movie wasn't, this movie wasn't Ooh. going in such a different direction, yeah. I would have an even harder time accepting this con. Yeah. Because he's been so serious and melodramatic and Shakespearean. Right. To where, this allows it to, especially the first watch, like the first impression of it, I didn't think of this con at all. But like, because you're so wrapped up, because I was so awesome, wrapped up with like, it was this is awesome, him. my adrenaline's the, pumping. It, but it makes sense though. It's it doesn't, it's not so far different that like I don't think Thor, the other Thors could get to this Thor. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you're like the other versions directed by different directors, but like you can see a little bit of this comedy kind of breaching into like the dark world where he's he's understanding and modernizing with blending with midgard concepts and getting yeah. just of things and then by this movie he just he's just laughing through shit because he's just like fuck what's yeah. why be so fucking serious but i have to i i, I have to act because i don't want to get stuck i wanted to get out of i knew i have to escape from here i knew i have to get back away from this planet somehow mm-hmm. he's got hulk you know i feel like he's you're right. He's. It seems like you don't see much, but in the first watch, you're going, "Oh, I like this version of him so much better." But I can also see that he's cracked, right? Like he's there's there's been a a brokenness inside of him because of all the recent immediate shit that's happened. That instead of like shattering, Hulk is so strong in general that he's he's keeping them together long enough to try to figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah. And you see him broken in the plane where he sees his father. And he's missing an eye, and he's like, "What are you, the fucking Thor? God of fucking hammers?" He's like, "Fuck off, asshole! I don't need that. You're the god of <laughs> badassery. Get your ass back in there and pick yourself well, up and zap I mean, that bitch." <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say what he was the god of. Well, yeah, that's what he said. He's like, "I never told. I never said you're the god of he's hammers." Very, he's very vague. He's like, clearly it's thunder, but I mean, also lightning. It's well, very clear. Actually, <laughs> it's left to Thor's interpretation, and yeah. Thor says he's the god of thunder. Odin's probably like. No, no, no! It's lightning. You're just an idiot. Know the difference? <laughs> I don't know so. if you've got. You, you skipped the meteorology class that I tried to send you to, and you you're stuck it, so. with thunder. So I'm just going to let you keep that. It's a little more Party complicated. For meteorology, yeah, mate, but yeah. Um, <laughs> on on the multiple rewatches of this, um, it's not as big of a con, but that's definitely one of the things that pulls me out, even for a couple minutes. Yeah. Each time I watch it, I'm like, okay, like he's he's being extra goofy in this scene, and then there's a serious scene later, and it, it that's the only part of the entire movie that doesn't eventually balance itself for me naturally. I have to think about it right. and try hard. I, I also feel like <laughs> too, I on a, my multiple watches, I had this thought of like kind of somewhere where you're like, if my dad just died in front of me, I'd fucking probably not be ready to fight somebody right away. I'd be I would want to, but I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, mm-hmm. but the idea of the way he goes, it seems abrupt. But if you think about like his mythology and like they know he goes to like a Valhalla kind of like afterlife. There's not, yeah. it's not the end for them. That's like another step in like their direction. Yeah. So and and he didn't just fall over into a and like be a corpse. He fucking disappeared into like 
floaty gold dust, and you're yeah, like, oh, well, he's yeah, he that looks, way now. He looks Skywalker did. Right. He just was like, poof. And you're like, oh, she's somewhere else, clearly. That makes it easier, I think. It, it, it goes down a little easier than just a keel over. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so I, uh, him disappearing and then his sister appearing is like, oh, they come from that place where it's like, you know, they... He's not as depressed. Yeah, the, he knew the, it was phantom, the phantom zone. Right. Was that, was that <laughs> yeah. it? He knew it was inevitable. He just didn't want it yet. Yeah, but that's... Because you know? he didn't think he was ready to take over. But that's really all my cons. Like, I mean, if I was going to say anything else about it, it's like, I just want more Carl Urban, yeah. and I want more Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I want, I want more Sam Neill, too, but, you know, it's just me. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I think we're getting more Sam. I don't think we are. I'm so excited about that. Love and Thunder. Oh, I can't wait for Sammy. But I, I can't wait to hear what Paul's one con is. Oh, my God. Or is it well, 17? I, I know a... for a fact that Ryan didn't talk about the Warriors 3 because he thought you and I were going to talk about it. Is that the one you're talking about? No. Really? I just, did the I not say that? that? fucking murder them straight Did up? I not say that out loud? No, Sorry, you didn't. No, you you didn't. say that. That's one of your cons. No. I was kind of surprised. I know. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Con number two, she killed the Warriors 3 way too fast. Like, what the fuck? No. no I totally killed, get that. She killed the Warriors 3 way too, like, right away. Without even, they really got lines in this film. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was I, like, holy fuck. Where is Zachary Levi going? Into the DC universe <laughs> with one when knife to that, the chest. I, that is something that always stands out to me. And I just chalk it up to, it's the fact that I I look at it as, no, that just shows how powerful Hela is when she is on Asgard. Granted. I would have granted, rather have seen that later. Yeah, exactly. I'm pissed about it because I don't like the way they've fucking glossed over those assholes in the last two films. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you, maybe Taika will bring them out and fucking use them all. And he's like, nah. He doesn't even use Lady Sif. She's not even on the fucking map. The fucking Japanese dude at least gets a, a couple shots in before he gets fucking straight up speared to death. Gets a couple they lines. They got daggered to death in the beginning through their armor, and they barely said words. Like, yeah. Zachary Levi was in that movie, and he's like, am I even getting a paycheck? Is this worth my time? <laughs> like, I don't, I feel bad. Like, I didn't say anything. They were like, <laughs> we release you so that you can go... Shazam. He's like, I gotta go do Shazam. Can we hear this up? And they're like, Oh, we can hear this up. Don't worry. Did you read the script? He's like, Oh fuck, I was joking. I don't even <laughs> say anything. Okay, cool. Like, Kaika. Uh, <laughs> scene opens. Uh, two dudes die immediately and get fucked. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I agree. Yeah, I was very pissed about that. I, read I totally thought that I read that one because I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys die real quick. No, nope, I much. agree. I just chalk it up to the fact that they're trying to say. When she she draws her power from Asgard. And that is something that I do have a con with. Um, the fact that when we first see her, just looking at her attire, mm. it's ripped up, it's tattered a little bit. But then when she comes through the Bifrost, it's immediately like reformed. She's got the green lines and everything. It, it's weird. And I just That's see a good that point because as... it's weird that she appears tattered when she has such full control over all of it. Yeah. Her helmet's automated. Like she can just, boop, helmet. Yeah. Whoop. Big sword, small sword, daggers, That's rocket launchers. I, you know, it's I chalk up to that. You can't just but fix no, the holes in your stockings. You know, it's not, per- <laughs> it's not perfect, but that's where my mind is like, you know what? It's just a way of showing these are supposed to be some powerful ass people. Yeah, and she's e- she can easily just kill them without them saying a word because right. yeah, it yeah. does. Well, it does. It, it's it's uh, the first time you see that, it is like, oh fuck. 
Yeah. Like she is immediately not fucking around. But then to me, like, I don't know, like it just, the, her little mission on the thing with Heimdall and dancing with the sword thing, like losing it and it feels like a little Lords of the Rings for a minute where he's like, ooh, here's a magic door. And it's like, <laughs> and then she just goes, nope, it's down. And then he's like, oh, we're already gone for 12 minutes and we're far away from you. And she's like, well, I guess I can't fucking just walk after them. So I guess uh, we'll turn around. <laughs> I was like, like there's some of the plot kind of was strange. Yeah. And like some of the rules of Heimdall where he brings Thor into the Heimdall site and then they're just standing there next to each other seeing shit was cool. But it's like, why, why is this the first time we're seeing him do that? Like, he could have done this before, or like, was a weird power they just introduced. He's not in the thing. I don't know how that would It's a lot of, lot of dark magic. Yeah, Heimdall, I think we need more Heimdall, and I would like to have seen I more Heimdall agree. doing Heimdall things. Heimdall cool shit. Here's the thing, and that is one I like thing him, but it just I did. He's, I feel like he, after all the buildup of him in the story, he's the last fight is fairly wasted, you know? I did wish. I mean, you go from, even in Dark World, you see him take a dagger, jump on an invisible ship, and yeah. destroy it with a dagger. Yeah. I didn't get that version of him in this movie. I mean, granted, yes. He scaled the side of the building, stole the sword, did some cool shit, chopped a bunch of those guys right in half with the one swipe. So he, he did cool shit. But. But. He was there. More. Should be more. He was definitely more. more of a fugitive on the run version of this, which is character. interesting because typically that would also be the protagonist. So he's like a side extension protagonist, if you will, of Thor. Like he's like doing a thing Thor would be doing had he been there, mm-hmm. but he's off doing this other thing. You know what I mean? Like he's acting as the hero of the film. Like that would like if you were to follow a Heimdall film, that's that's it, right? He's the protagonist of that film in his own story right he's got the big ass sword he's saving the people he's taking to a hideout like he's doing all that shit and it seems like a whole separate film within a film that it's i like would a, love to see also it's like a, <laughs> you know like like a kingdom hearts quest right yeah it's like a lord of the ringsy like medieval like i would love to see that fucking story man like i would love a heimdall like fucking disney plus film a heimdall aragorn-esque story I mean, oh yeah dude this movie gave us the lord of the rings crossover so we're good yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Many of them. <laughs> Many of them because like 80, 90% of the cast is in New Zealand. But uh, either way... Um, I'm just talking about the one obvious. The most obvious one. Hmm, you mean like the, the, the Kate Blanchett? <laughs> the elf? Like... The casting? Talking over <laughs> the entire opening of Lord of the Rings. And then you hear her go into the uh, the Odin like chamber and she's like, all these years. You're like, is she about to do the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> she's going to do the monologue, guys. She's going to do the fucking the elephant is monologue. An- is Andy Circus in this movie? <laughs> probably. Uncredited. <laughs> I was wondering if any circus was mocap in the wolf, honestly. He probably was. He he did so uncredited. <laughs> he was probably mocapping the three headed guy. Speaking of. He was probably mocapping the three headed guy that two of the heads were Tyka's heads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was Tyka and one of them was somebody else, right? Who uh who the fuck was it? I'm pretty sure two of them were Tyka. No, one was it was three different heads. And and I wanna say like I saw it this last time and I was shit myself. I paused it to see them. It's like very distinct people. Oh, fuck, I gotta Google that now. Or 
Brian, we'll can you well, get well, well, you finish your, uh, yeah, your, your cons you so we can get to the favorite stuff. Word. Uh, yeah. Wolf, what the fuck? Uh, that scene where, like, he just steps over... Uh, <laughs> he steps over unconscious Ruffalo. It's funny. But then he just stops, like, like he was running. And then you don't see Hulk at all. And then he's grabbing him by the tail. You would see him over the back or the side or something. Like, Hulk isn't that small. That's one of those things where it's like you were saying, why you can't see, like, the perspectives are weird. Where you're like, I would be able to see that. Mm -hmm. That's one of the ones that sticks out of my head. I'd be able to somehow see the transformation of that. I wanted to see that. I I always felt ripped off that we didn't see that. After all the shit we're seeing about Hulk, we didn't see him transform. We got a gag joke that actually mocks the... uh, they had Norton Hulk, by the way, uh, perfectly. Yeah. But we we lost a we lost an awesome transformation on the bridge scene that I wanted to see. But him fighting with it was a little I don't know, it's weird. It seemed like it took Hulk too long to fight him, even though it was like well, what he's are you just about? a big dog. Oh, the Hulk transforming on the bridge. Like we saw him transform from Hulk back to Banner, but then. The amount of time it should have taken him to change. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was one of the things that, I mean, I agree with you because remember back in, oh God, what movie was it? Where like Natasha goes and talks Ultron? to Banner the first time. Ultron? Oh, yeah. Avengers. And he talks about, he tried to kill himself, but he caught the bullet in his mouth. Yeah. That would be an immediate transformation. Well, so was the Avengers one. He goes, I'm angry all the time. Turns around and punches a goddamn alien shit. But in this one, you would think that Hulk would come out to prevent him from Hitting smashing his face on the bridge. <laughs> well, that was also the thing. Like, I, 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 I thought of that too as a con, but then I, t- I took it out of my, my brain list because when, again, like, one of those things where, like, if you connected to the MCU, you connected to the Infinity War, you realize this is, like, the he was Hulk for so long, right, on Sakaar. That when he switches back, he's like, I don't think I'll ever switch back again. So he doesn't want to switch back to the Hulk. And this is him, like, reneging on that. But he's already decided he wasn't going to – he's afraid to do it again, right? So, like, now this is the moment, right? This is one of those moments where the struggle between them becomes personal between the two of them. Where it's like, you know, Hulk's like, fuck you. Like, I'm not your bitch. And then – he pulls him out, and then he like then Thor reigns him in. He can't fight Surtur, and he's like, "Come back!" And then he fights, gets his ass beat by Thanos, and now he's like, "I'm not going out anymore." Period. Fuck this shit. And now he won't come out all through well, Infinity the War. The Hulk basically starts mirroring the the Banner lines from this movie. Like, yeah, like they both movie, are feeling like, the I'm same tired thing. of just being the lap dog. I'm right. tired of just using me to get to the Hulk. Right. You know? Like Banner, he's like he has all the who has he's like, Do you have seven PhDs? I do. And it's like, <laughs> well, we kinda need we don't need those right now. <laughs> but it's like but that's the whole thing is is that's why Ruffalo's Banner or Hulk and Banner is so good because this one we get to see him as a toddler. You know, Hulk is very much like can articulate things, kind of get things. And it was funny for me. You can't fly a ship. Use one of your seven PhDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of them were in flying. None of them are flying alien spacecrafts. <laughs> but that's also like a thing too. Like it was very much like hey, you see a growth in Hulk. Scenes are banner. coming, right? That's not my favorite one, but that's a great one. That's a great scene. But the idea of like you can see a lot of them growing in directions but you also see the, the the struggle between them becoming more and more and more and more mm-hmm. and like their ability to hang on to 
the wheel, if you will, and control and, the wheel, if you will. But and ultimately, then, like, decide, the... oh, I need you now. And Hulk's like, fuck you. I had it for yeah. two years. You don't need me anymore. They're not, fuck you. They're not symbiotic right. yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got it. What? I've got it. The three-headed dude. You found right. the three-head guys? Yeah. Is it Taika, Taika, and someone else? No, it's Taika. Uh, he is the left head. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth yes. is supposed to be the right one. Chris Hemsworth. And then the middle one is the actor who played the guy who he was also in some of the Lord of the Rings movies. He's the guy. He's the, He plays like almost all of the fucking orc. He the was big, one of the, the big, big, big time. The big time Orakai. Yeah. He plays Orakai and he plays the, two, the two fucking he plays orc Z- dudes in Sauron. In the I Hobbit, think, yeah. Both the, of them that are... Well, he plays the mouth of Sauron, too, right? No. No. He's, he's like the mouth of Sauron, Sauron... You want to know what he plays in? He also plays in the Wolverine. Yes! Me likey. Yeah, he's a big... Uh, he's a New Zealand actor, isn't he? He's a New yeah, Zealand... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a stunt guy. He's like... Wasn't he like an ex... I want to say he was an ex-rugby player, too. Like, he's a beast. Probably. He's a huge dude. He's like a huge I guy. I believe it. But Con... Cons. Con-wise, yeah. So I said Wolf, and I said, uh, what was the other one? There's another one that pisses me off. Was it Dez and Troy? <laughs> no. Well, again, yeah, I agree, with, Ron, I agree with Ryan's sur- Scourge. I wish I wish you had more Scourge. He wasn't wasted. Um, I would have liked to see him just do way more, but that sucked. And he didn't get any powers. He seemed weak as fuck. He was jogging slowly. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a janitor. He's a janitor. What was it? Oh, Valkyrie. That, I wish we got more of her backstory, too, in the thing. Other than a slow motion cutscene. Yeah. Like, that kind of pissed me off because it didn't... It was like... I get it what it was. It was artistic, slow-mo, whatever. But it was not very fucking clear at all who was who and what was what when what was going on and what direction. And, and like... What the it feeling? It implied that... What was the feeling? Right. Like, what was... Because in the comics, Valkyrie who were, is who were these character. People? Yeah. And, I, and it implies that she's the sur- last surviving of the Valkyrie. But it also implies that the girl that saves her, the blonde, that turns and dives in front of her to make her the only survivor, was the leader slash Valkyrie that she basically took the mantle of, but then didn't want it, went to go hide. But I really wanted to see that scene. I would love to have seen a different version where that was a full battle, like, real-time scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Granted, it would have been almost identical to the other scene that we did see full time which is murders all of Asgardian soldiers but um, but where it's little, just very one sided but with a little bit of dialogue yeah and a lot more flying uh, you know fucking necro daggers because there's like a billion in that scene um yeah so I'm trying to think of, I don't think I have any more I don't want to waste time on cons because I really want to get into the good stuff of this film. favorite I love, stuff I love so much about this film, and I like I like Ryan's idea of doing Easter eggy stuff because that's that's another really cool concept. So many Easter eggs. Um. So yeah, favorite characters. Ooh. My favorite category. Ooh, gosh, this is another. It's hard. It's hard. very hard. Very oh, hard. Son. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to do? You're you want to do favorite main characters? I feel like you can. You, I feel like you can. You want to break it into uh, two? Like, cause to me, it's like there's two tiers of side character and yes. main character. There's main character and side character. There's a lot of opportunity for main characters if you, cause you got to put, cause technically for main character we can count Hulk, Thor, Loki, Valkyrie, Banner, yeah. separate from Hulk, right? Right. And then who else would fit in there? Is anybody else? 
Korg. Korg. Grandmaster. Korg would fit a side Scourge. character. Grandmaster would be side character. Scourge would be side character. Loki Hella would be main character. Larry put Larry said Loki. He's the third person I mentioned. Uh, Doug? Doug would <laughs> be a very distant side character. <laughs> but still counts as side character. Dead Doug? Um, New Doug? Oh, that's Thor. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll go first. Uh, I think ultimately I hit on this in my first impressions, but I think that Ruffalo, his banner is my favorite character. Like His banner? Nice. As Banner, yeah. not as Hulk. Like, I do like that Hulk has lines and that he has character and that he... Oh, you like Norton's Hulk better? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Damn, I, you just I'm, got done telling us that you didn't. I'm just kidding. I'm saying in this movie, I, I think that this performance has won me over entirely to the Ruffalo, Hulk, and Banner. Like, both characters, like... I like that his version of the Hulk has gotten to the point where he now is able to communicate. Yeah. And he's been the Hulk for two years. My son was two when this came out, and he was acting just exactly like my son, and I was shit myself the whole time. Yeah. And it was perfect, because I got him more, right? If I hadn't had kids, if I hadn't had a toddler, I would not really have understood him at the same level, but he does the same shit that my son did. The fucking he's he's you think he's gonna throw something and he doesn't he just goes and sulks and sits on a bed and he, and he comes over he's like no no <laughs> like that whole thing but like so perfectly acted yeah I, I I just love especially the banner side yeah. of the character um, him being able to be like I have seven PhDs and none of them are gonna help me in this entire scenario like. Nothing about my character makes me worthy of being in this movie. And then Hulk is like, yeah, like, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Because I kind of need the Hulk to fight, like, to be a revenger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a revenger. But then he's also, like, his comedic timing with the about Tony's clothes and about like I was saying earlier. Tony wears his clothes tight. <laughs> earlier being being on a planet that's designed to basically stress him out. Any man. other movie without the legwork that the MCU has done to get him to this movie, he would just turn into the Hulk from just from getting hit in the face with the like paint bomb. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. that would be enough to trigger him in the first couple movies. And it's also questionable whether or not Hulk is being stubborn about that. Whether he would come out or he's choosing not to. And that's the part that I like. Banner does not I mean, uh, Ruffalo does a really good job of like kind of expressing that struggle very well. Where it's like, first time I saw it, I was like, oh, he's just dealing with it well. But then I'm like, I wonder if Hulk's trying to come out and he's suppressing him because he can do that now. Like, you know, like... This was the first movie that really showed the whole, like, green vein popping yeah. up, too. Yeah, it's which, like a, that's what I'm saying. The struggle part where it's like, which is going to... Is he going to... Which he I, is he... I didn't acknowledge it a whole lot until we got to Endgame. He's like, no! Yeah, like, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, like, or, sorry, Infinity War is where it really starts. Infinity War. But, like, yeah. In Infinity War, um, it's... 
literally half and half. Like you can see half Hulk. Dude, my favorite line of that is, "I'll do it myself, you big green asshole." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it That's was where one I was of those like, "Shit, we're not gonna see Hulk." This, <laughs> yeah. This movie, it laid the groundwork for that to be a possibility for the Russos to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if. Taika 100% knew that he was doing that when he did that. I think he did that, and the Russos are so good at adapting other characters yeah. into the story. I mean, that that's why Infinity War... I think Ryan, Ryan loves that film if, of the two, and I, I like it too, but I think mm-hmm. to your point for why that movie lands so hard, the first time you see it is like you're weaving other directors' visions and not leaving them behind and doing your own thing. Yeah. The Russos, you're right did a phenomenal job of going, I'm not, we're not going to do our own fucking thing. We're going to do what's been done and then build the story from that. So like, that's so recent that they're like, Oh, they may and, have like written a thing and they're like, rewrite. Cause fucking actually, that's great. And especially, with, <laughs> you know, yeah. especially with the way that we watch these movies, like we were watching yeah. them in this iron order. Um, yes, we have finally caught back up to theatrical release at yeah. this point. I mean, we're basically at where we're going to go Infinity War, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Endgame. Like, it, it, it's finally back up to where the release order is yeah, in line. It feels like we can get back into that iron aspect because I feel like we've taken a, a long little turn away from... The iron centric aspect. From Tony, yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was it's actually... Ju- it's just enough of a veer to the funny. left. Well, it's funny you say that because I was going to make parallels... I love Thor's like dealing with his shit and it kind of reminds me of like oh fuck he just lost both of his parents are gone now and that's what we just like I like Stark just dealt with like the refreshment of like has how specifically his parents got killed on camera like losing both of his parents and yeah. having to deal with the idea of his daddy issues and now Thor's got daddy issues and that to me like makes this Iron Man Thor parallel that like I didn't really see before the same way until this film. Dude, you know? Marvel's all about daddy issues. They have a lot of daddy this issues. Killmonger, fucking And Disney T'Challa. is usually about like mommy issues. <laughs> no. Like, Disney like the mom oh, always Bambi. dies. No. And... Yeah, Bambi's Not... very much a Oh, excuse me. Disney maybe? Pixar? No. Yeah, Pixar. Pixar, no. Pixar changed everything. <laughs> yeah. Pixar back and forth. They got a little Pixar paved the way for Marvel. Stuff. But no, um, ultimately... Family, but... But ultimately for me, no. Banner... Pixar 1 is all about daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> or, excuse me, Incredibles 1 is all about daddy issues. Yeah, which is... But then they reverse it because it's like mom gets control of the stuff and the daughter's yeah. having her angst yeah. and stuff. So yeah. it's like, you know, he's dealing with shit but seeing it from the what her shit is perspective. So it's like... You know, there's some stuff in there for females. You stuff. know what? Monsters Inc. is about neither. Um, probably daddy issues. <laughs> with the, probably with the girl and Boo. Yeah. No. Ultimately, though, solely <laughs> trying to be a dad. All, yeah. Trying to be a dad for this girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. To bring it back to what? My favorite character of Thor, oh. Ragnarok. Uh, Banner. Who, Banner. Who was it? Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, I totally forgot who. I love talking about. I love. I love everything about it. Like he's. He's not able to use his PhDs. He's suppressing the Hulk, but ultimately he has to succumb to the Hulk. 
for the finale. And he used one of his PhDs. Remember that time they called it the Devil's Anus? He was like, that's that's Einstein Rosenbridge. (laughs) Yep. He did. He did. He had that one scene. That was an Uh, astrophysics major if I've ever heard. That was amazing. Then they they have the callback to the Incredible Hulk, which is ultimately Taika just being like, just just (laughs) literally hit the gong. Throwing him out of a ship. It's going to be great. Um, (laughs) I loved all of that. Um, the way that they made this a buddy cop of Thor and Hulk was really smart. Um, it made me realize that the Hulk is going to have a hard time having his own movie or his own show. Like he needs, he needs other people around him and yeah, that's all coming from somebody that loved the Incredible Hulk. If you look at all the ones that are standalone without other characters in them, they don't do as well. Like Iron Man three didn't heart, land as hard because he was all alone mostly. You know, Spider Man <laughs> hit hard because Iron Man was fucking around in that story. You know, so yeah. I mean, like ultimately, like obviously, I love the Incredible Hulk and I like the idea of every single character having their own movie. But right. I think this movie again, like I was saying earlier, acknowledged that. Marvel finally understands this character, like Feige especially, understands that the Hulk needs a little bit of help or just a couple people that know what they're doing when they're around him. I mean, ultimately in the comics, he needs to be grounded, right? He's just, he's, he's a uncontrollable rage beast who, without some sort of allies will just be out of control or needs guidance and he needs like a weapon that needs direction you know so they had, that's a good point it's hard to do a solo hulk film other than what we already saw where he's on the run yeah and this also you know, showed you solving, him being on missions is different you know this also showed someone. you literally a character that was trying to like because thor's like no i like i i like you in both versions like he's he's one of the only characters that's able to still um interact with him in both forms like well because he can go he can go toe to toe with the whole you know and he has 1500 years of knowledge so that he can he can hold his own with banner like he acts like the dumb one (laughs) but but ultimately i think you're right he's acting like he's like he's like yeah i mean i don't understand your specific like uh mythology or your specific like uh mentality but he has enough science or science versus magic but he he ultimately is smart enough to figure it out but then you throw him into this movie and it's like it's just all comedy well i think that's kind of like the point of this film and their relationship right is like he's a super powered being who can go toe to toe with Hulk and understands Hulk's power set and understands his yeah. necessary abilities in the battlefield. And, it, and he is underappreciates banner. And that's why I think it, that scene hits so hard because fuck man, banner's helpful, right? Banner's smart as shit. He's beneficial unless he's making a human, you know, a big, yeah, unless, unless he's making a robot fighting. that kills the planet. Other than that, he's helpful. Yeah. But that, that's the thing is Thor, didn't see that because he's a punch first ask questions later guy and now he has to be strategic 
because you can't get that right. So you got to yeah. figure out a way it, to it, use It's banner. great because at the end of the movie, he's finally like, "You're an, you're a moron. Stop fighting the monster." Like I, I need, love that though. He's like, "I need big and he's monster." Like, yeah, he's, he's like, like no. "It's a big monster." So but he listens to Thor though. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. So ultimately, especially <laughs> the banner version of the Hulk, like Hulk and Banner. I picked that. I thought they line was like, guys, like I was just talking to him like a second ago and he really wants to kill us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it, and like the, the cut to him, just like the smirk on Loki's side, face. <laughs> side character is Scourge just because of his comedic value for most of the movie. Yep. Nice. I'm supposed to announce you. Okay. That's it. Just That's it. <laughs> it's like, he's funny. They, they timed him to where he had jokes and, I love great. I love that version of Carl Urban where he's yeah. like when he's bones in Star Trek. Yeah, like oh, he yeah. has he has yeah. all the little one liners that don't hit for the characters, well, but they hit for the for audience. You expect him to be like the lead brawn or like you know like sword wielding hero, and then he's like this side character comedy foil. You know, he's not doing that. I think it's great. He even looks like he should be that guy. Like he's bald, he got the head tattoos and hey, the big armor, and you're like, nah, he's just gonna, he's not gonna do shit. He's gonna be a janitor for half. <laughs> he's gonna wop the floor and hold the shake weight. Yeah, um, he's my side character. Nice. Well, you sorry. agree entirely. Moving well, on. No, I mean, I agree. I just got distracted for a few times and got was like, wait a minute. I don't know who your favorite character you were talking about for a minute because y'all would go and I was we kept going into Hulk yeah it's hard yeah. to separate kept, the two kept going into Hulk and then kept going into Thor and I was like all right you better shut up because <laughs> I am actually going to take the main character of this movie do it because I don't think I've ever taken a main character of the movie not until we do James Bond right <laughs> yeah shotgun James Bond <laughs> <laughs> when he turns into Daniel Craig. I call it. I really <laughs> want to see a movie where they morph. Damn it. Where they I'll all meet up in a multiverse crossover. That'd be great. Um, no, but... <laughs> Did you just shit your pants? I think you shit your pants. <laughs> nope. I'm good. Some are dead. We can't do it. <laughs> Speaking of Thor... Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Transition. Um, no. Not only am I going to pick Thor for this movie because he's the main character, but because this is the best movie we've got Thor in. The first two, I know we all had issues with just how he was portrayed and just really his motivations behind things. It just, it wasn't that strong. Whereas in this one, Chris Hemsworth freaking crushes it. Yeah. And Thor is phenomenal in this movie. Whereas he can be hilarious and then he can go to being fully depressed that he can't even come close to, de- to defeating his sister. Yeah, I feel um, like this is one of the um, first movies that we've seen, uh, especially in the Marvel movies, Hemsworth like, and Thor lining up. Yeah. Really well. Because like, Tony Stark and... And uh, Robert Downey Jr. like from movie one, it's just like it. yeah. boom. Chris like, Evans, Captain America. To the point where you see them doing interviews, like, and Robert Downey Jr. is yeah. doing an interview, you're like, he's just Tony Stark. Like yeah. that's what it is. And now this character for Thor, I think, which is why he is 
especially your favorite character well, even, in this movie, it's like he has look, become. Yeah. If you look at just the symbiotic purpose, with that character, the purpose of making this movie and looking at Taika's direction, he wanted Hemsworth to have more create creativity over the portrayal of Thor. I wonder if Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth is either directed away or like afraid to let himself bleed into the character more previously because like if you look at the first one he's well, like maybe it's how it's very written. man brought shakespeare and he's got bleached eyebrows he doesn't feel like himself <clears> i guarantee it all second film you see a little bit of that but then like he's bored with it and then in the third film this one he is very much chris hemsworth being yeah. Chris hemsworth who is also simultaneously thor in my mind <laughs> i love well, it i think i'm it, not upset it, with it it boils down to how his character is written and the vision for the film yeah i mean Taika's honest, and he says, I'm going to let Chris Hemsworth do whatever the hell he wants with his character, basically. And I'm going to improv 75% of the movie because it's fun. (laughs) And so... At the end of the day, we're playing, but we're having fun and and making a movie at the same time. I love this movie so much, and I love this Thor so much, um, because it really... It really allows the actor to fully portray the character the way they want him to. And when an actor is portraying a character that they can relate with or they can put more heart into and they're not just acting something that's written. Yeah, it's just natural you, and seamless. You get it. You mm-hmm. feel it a lot more. And they're just naturally more passionate yeah, about their lines. It feels and natural. Feelings and-, and that's how I felt in this movie, just watching it. Every scene with him... And it sounds crazy, but it's easy to method actor when you're method act when you're being you. <laughs> there's so there were so many times there's so many times when I rewatch it that when it goes to the Hella scenes, not that I fast forward them, but I I watch them and I'm like, all right, well let's let's get back to Thor. Let's go back to see what he's doing. Yeah, the the Hella stuff slows it down. It does. But I, I was especially this, though, when she like, starts someone, like I do like Kate Blanchett's version of Hello. I thought oh, it was going to be more wooden, and it's not as wooden. It feels like she's trying to have fun, but like no one gives a shit in Asgard, and they're all boring or dead. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like they're not in on the jokes. If and, they're not in on it, she kills like she them. just it's she's like, very much like alone, except for brain scourge along, and then like like she feels like she's trying to be more, and that's why it feels the way you're talking. But like yeah. honestly, like. It sucks because she's like nobody remembers who the fuck she is. Like that, I would piss me off too. Well, I mean, her strongest scene is when she is explaining who she is. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm riveted that with, story. I love that story. But with, just with and tells a real story. Um, yeah. But all in all, Thor in this movie is everything I feel like we've been wanting in Thor, and really sets up what we get in the next few movies in as we look into love and thunder what right. i'm hoping we get more of yeah i'm psyched about love and thunder man so i mean he's phenomenal i i really think the reason this movie is so good is because of Hemsworth being able to fully portray thor the way he wants to yeah, i mean as much as this is a taika unleashed it's also a Hemsworth unleashed film it really is it really is, and so I, 
there's I mean, there's so much that can be said, but I don't really think we need to because overall and I think we said it even in earlier movies, I can't see somebody else portraying Thor as an actor, especially not after this movie. Right. Maybe especially after the not Liam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. I mean I can see his I can see Maybe uh, Luke. I can see Luke, but only as like a you know, like a like a mock camera. The Broadway yeah. Broadway yeah. version. Oh, that happened? Right. Of course it did. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and um if I'm gonna have to pick a side character, there's so many great ones. And I'm gonna leave this one for Paul because I feel like this is who he's gonna pick. So I'm going to pick Korg. Uh, and how'd you know I was gonna pick Korg? No, I, I thought you were gonna pick freaking uh, the Grandmaster. I am gonna pick Grandmaster, and, and that's why I said <laughs> I'm gonna let you have him. Me. Yeah, I'll take because that. I mean he's phenomenal in this, but I'm he's gonna leave you to share why Korg, you love him. Korg is refreshingly incredible. Korg is incredible. Yeah, and there are so many reasons why. And I think it all boils down to not only because it's Taika's direction, but he also gets to voice him. Yeah. And which makes is. it ten times better. Um, I just want to see just I want to see him walking around in the mocap suit, like background behind the scenes shit of him talking like him. Have y'all seen the videos? It's um, but not that not enough. It's <laughs> they use Korg and Deadpool. To review trailers. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Uh, they did the Free Guy one. They did yeah. the Free Guy. Uh, it's great. They did like a movie review of Free Guy, and I was shit my pants when I saw it. Um, <laughs> it's I was so like, good. how much did that cost? I don't care. But oh, I mean, <laughs> and if I know we're not jumping into favorite scenes, but my favorite scene is just a scene between Korg and Thor. So which one? God damn it! I mean. Well, there's multiple off. ones. It may not be the same one. Well, there right? are multiple ones. But... Oh, no. Every single scene in this movie is a favorite scene. <laughs> I just have to cross that one off. <laughs> Did the three vampires huddle together scene? Yes. Oh, my God. The hammer it pulls you the, off. It's it's the freaking... So well, and I love that so much because I like Taika and the fact that he starts with, would you like a three-headed spear? It'd be great if three vampires are huddled together, which is referencing yeah, his movie. What I what in the um, shadows. Such but, a good and also such a good Easter egg. Popular spin-off TV series too now. I know. But but yeah, now that covers my favorite scene too. <laughs> my favorite scene is uh Armory. <laughs> armory. The armory for the gladiators. Seems like you had a special and intimate relationship with your hammer. <laughs> it's all serious and emotional. I would spit it really fast. Oh, the hammer pulled you off. That's that's one of those things where I was like, "Oh, he's not flying; he's throwing the hammer." Like, yeah. Taika did that for me. Like he he connected the dots. I was like, "Yeah, Thor can fly." And then well, it's like, the whole "No, thing. he's not flying. That's not. He's throwing that's the hammer. Taika. You know who you that wrote is? the hammer. You know who that is? That's that's Stan Lee. Stanley's mo was he was pissed about DC just having people fly for the sake of fucking flight. You need propulsion." Right, yeah. Iron Man, fucking propulsor, propulsion. Everybody in, in the in, in these films has some sort of propulsion yeah, concept. No, I get and that. He but originally the fact wanted that, Thor like, he, to be flying by being pulled by the hammer. Yeah, the fact that the Taika the 
put that into his movie like and he did that yeah he did that with the first scene of this movie he was like all right you're gonna give a deep dive two minutes this is how thor got to where he is Da -da 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 -da, da 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 done you're in a cage Go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it feels weird well, that he's doing the fourth wall, what? but he's not. He's talking to a skeleton. That's and I absolutely so love. <laughs> and that also, the first scene right there is another reason why. Even at the beginning of the movie, you realize there's something different about this movie with just the way Thor starts. Yeah, he's talking to a freaking skeleton. He's talking to Surtur, and then as he's spinning, he's like, "Hold on, can't see you. Wait for me." <laughs> wait, 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 he sets, like, he sets the tone time. from the first it really does. scene And you're just on. like, man, it's amazing. This is, uh, I'm kind of liking where this is going. Yeah. So Yeah. From yeah. that point, so when I saw it with Jared, like when he goes, hold on, hold on. You guys have seen movies with Jared. Maybe Jared, like less out of size, like, ugh. Jared was <laughs> losing his mind. Like oh. he was like, he was like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, it's funny. The second time it happened, Jared oh. and I were like, in sync it was yeah. like okay we now are on the same page and <laughs> the rest yeah. of the movie was just like me and jared looking at each other like hilarious right yeah hilarious right yep it's just like this movie was so good yeah, yeah. i'm done paul mm. transition thank so you. for me <laughs> thank you favorite Ryan. main character for me is loki Nice. Really? Uh, oh, I love yeah, it. dude. Loki's hey. arc coming to a head in this film is absolutely fucking nuts. Like, like this, it's more for me, like, not even the shit he says. It's the looks he gives yeah. in between those things. Like, the look he gives Thor when Thor and they're in the elevator. And he's like, dude, I always wanted you best for you and he was like oh i'm a dick <laughs> like you know like like the whole time he's like you what this whole time i've been like oh i thought you hated me and the entire time you loved me like i'm a prick this whole time and yeah. that moment you realize like he's oh he's gonna be better and then you see him split off again and then you know it's like oh he's gonna do that backstabby you know dual fucking ghost version of himself and but thor's ahead of it this time right mm -hmm. yeah and that moment when he's like and he's like stuck there for the whole I'm just gonna put this over here for you and leaves him there to fucking rot. Like that moment, you know, he did, he knows he deserves it. The part where he falls for 30 minutes, he deserves that. You know, like yeah. all the shit he's doing, he deserves the karma that comes back around. So the scene where he sees him on the ship and he throws the shit out and he catches it, he's like, I'm here. Like that whole that hits super hard because you're like the whole time of this film, you're like, he's like, have you, he like, he throws the fucking can through him inside the, you know, the circular fucking prison. And he's like, oh, have you been in this? It's disgusting in here. Like, I'm not in really here. Can I insert a tangent real quick? Of course you can. I do that to you all the time. Um, <laughs> since you picked Loki, one of the things that stood out to me, especially on this rewatch, when Doctor Strange was talking about Loki and being, like, looking out for interdimensional threats yeah when he said that it really brought me like the tva vibes mm -hmm. yeah of like yeah. damn 100%. he's doing the same exact thing yeah he's on a radar freaking tva yeah it's it just that right there 
and they probably didn't think about that then. But watching it now, they like, might have. That might have been what, the line that birthed that concept. But like, what's the difference between yeah. Strange and this whole TVA? And now my mind is like, ooh, what would Strange do with the TVA now involved? I was yeah. about to say when Paul picked him as his favorite character, I was like. Before the Loki series, I definitely would be even more surprised at it. Mm. But then, like now that we have the Loki series, I will. I, I pick, will argue. I picked Loki back point, on Thor one. I was about to say Hiddleston of all of these no, 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 actors no, no, no. has owned his character, other than Tony and maybe Cap. No, we all we all agreed. We've all agreed within the first two Thor movies that Hiddleston is great as loki and yeah. that he could easily be a favorite character in the first two movies i'm just saying in this movie specifically i was like oh i'm a little bit surprised but then with the fact that we have the loki series and the way that that character has become as pivotal as he has it's pretty cool to see how this movie laid the groundwork for some of those things that this character could do yeah. Right. Um, like literally I mean, runs, like, but I mean, past the Tesseract. But honestly, like he has <laughs> so much like his pendulum is swinging so fast back and forth in this film. Yeah. Of, like good, evil, good, evil, good, evil. Because every moment you're like, he's got to be good, right? Like, like, fuck, he's evil again. Yeah. Oh, the Tesseract scene. He doesn't pick it up on camera, but you know that motherfucker picked that shit up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know he picked it up. He doesn't pause like that to go, oh, that's glowing. That was the exact same you know? move that I have passing a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch ah, at Publix. I'm like... <laughs> I go past it, but my arm... Always but my, reaches out and grabs it. I reach yeah. back and grab it. As long as you don't look directly Every at the time. box going into the cart. I don't did look it at it when I grab it. Did it but I always up? grab it. Did you do it? So anyone could have put that in oh. there. <laughs> How the hell is this in my pocket? <laughs> if, you look, if, you go, if you don't look and grab it and throw it in there, you're good. I just, I just want to see that direction from Taika. He's like, you know, it's like when you're at the grocery store and you see something that you really want. And you pass <laughs> it. And then... But like on the last second, <laughs> the last chance that your fingertips yep. can grab it, you reach for it, and we're gonna cut before that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. But I want you to. I want you to do it that way, dude. <laughs> I celebrate every fucking scene Loki is in in this film. Like, oh yeah, one of them, man. Like the si- shit where he's chained up. Like, like she's got him chained, and he's telling this story about how he got like fucking uh, turned into a snake and fucking stabbed him. And he's like. <clears throat> He's like snickering to himself yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Like he just, he just like, how you doing these days? Like he just like, like when Banner sees him, like he's like, last time I saw you, you were trying to kill like everyone. How you doing? He's like, dude, his berries. He's like, oh. I will, I'll never forget like the first time you see his face when you see Thor just bust into the Coliseum. Yeah, and you see his face. He's like. Oh, oh shit! shit. Like, as and, yeah, as it, Odin, and then he, like every reaction that, in that fucking that, that VIP box is gold. It's that, and then when he starts smashing him, like he's a little ragdoll. He's, yeah, he's talking about it when he's in the fight scene in with the Coliseum. No, oh, Hulk scene. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of like, but Hopkins even then, being even Loki. then, fucking uh, hats off to fucking uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins channeling him. 
and like being this like effeminate version of Odin that's more like this ambiguously sexual Loki who's like eating grapes and like oh I have a couple you know what have you been doing oh uh, meetings and all this bullshit so it's just like (laughs) really Odin like what when has he ever mentioned a fucking any of the shit Odin bullshit in him on but he's like, oh, a f- oh, a- oh, a- oh, the search- helmet of searcher. That's a formidable weapon. Like, yeah, like Thor would re- or would act like that. Like, what the fuck are you doing with that? <laughs> like, but yeah, I I think uh, to me Loki had like a lot of different directions to go in, but his arc is pretty solid, and you can see that just laser beam right to his death with th- with an Infinity War, and it's yeah, and that mm-hmm. I mean, how many fucking theories branched off of that like where is he in the background as a piece of debris like and then they call back that shit in loki with old loki like i was a piece of debris and you're like you son of a bitch like you heard every one of our fucking cries about all the theories on the ether internet were like plucked and put into that loki series and the fact that he gets his own goddamn series says a lot too yeah and also tom hiddleston like owning everything about it being hum- humble about that character and like he went in as thor and came out as as loki and yeah. just took it and he admits goes he admitted i watched it, but see, there's a there's a clip where they show his original thing on like i think it was tonight show or was it mm-hmm. yeah it was, yeah where he's like he shows it he's like obviously we all know who got the role and like why they got it like i didn't deserve that role. <laughs> like <laughs> he admitted right away like this is a terrible thor <laughs> But, but but I mean, his his Hiddleston also dynamic. saying I'll do this as long as the fan want fans want yeah. me to, and his is amazing. His dynamic with uh, Hemsworth, like yeah. as those brothers, the like, version of like him, like the, great. like the like the Taika uh, Hemsworth and the Taika Hiddleston are neck and neck for me. Like he he sees what Hemsworth Hemsworth is doing, and he goes right along with it. It's like, he doesn't hesitate, and I think when you amazing. talk of perfectly cast characters, it's hard. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is perfect as Iron Man. Chris Evans is Cap. Perfect as Cap. You'd probably have to put Tom Hiddleston as Loki right after those yeah, two. Yeah, he's number three for me. It's oh my hard god, to sit here hundred percent. Who is more perfectly it's cast? A, like, I wouldn't. I would argue. Him. Hemsworth is great as Thor, but this is the one that rock solids it for me. The only other I, one that I, would challenge it is probably Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Oh, well, yeah, Samuel I thought, Jackson. I thought you were Honestly, about to say Ruffalo. If you really want to be Hulk. fucking nitpicky about it, Sam Jackson predates even Downey Jr. I know. Thought, the balls and the, the foresight and the fucking, like, I don't know. I gotta, you gotta say he's fucking psychic because he. That shit was in the 90s. Yeah, I know, like, right? And they called that shit, they did it without his permission, and he's like, hey, I'm not going to sue you if you let me have movie rights in the future. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> he's like right on. He's like, who are you going to call, motherfuckers? But, but joking aside, I mean, he is he's, he's absolutely perfectly cast. And some characters you can sit here and say, yeah, maybe he could have done it. He's one of those that I couldn't see anybody else doing it. No. No. At this, it's, at this point, it's perfect. I can't see it. Even in the first movie. I picked him as my favorite character because he was so phenomenal at portraying Loki. Yeah. He was, he's just, I mean, when you think of like what the God of Mischief would be and who he is based on his story. And I'm even like, I'm even loving the take on the Party Thor episode of what if the, what happens if Loki didn't get adopted and he's now a, a frost giant and he's just exactly as awesome as he would be. 
I want to see that fucking live action version of Tom Hiddleston playing fucking Frost Giant Loki. I want to see that. Shit. I want to see so, that version be of so which good. is even crazier because Frickin that's not even like he had a whole Loki series and there was a bunch of random variants that he didn't even make. And that's Except a whole that other one. one that they didn't even think of. How did they not that think of the, the first one? That should have been to the do. first one they thought of, and they didn't. And then what if's like we're gonna jump on that shit? Maybe what if was like don't touch this shit because we have it in the pipeline. We, but you mean to tell me we have an you make a freaking alligator yeah. before you make a frost giant Loki? Yeah, give me for a real. Break. Yeah, they must. They had to have had the animated shit written yeah. out early on. But like they had to, because there's no way you missed that opportunity. I would only love... there's two directions he went in. It was like I get adopted or I stay with my regional dad. That's like basic. I would but... love to see Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth as Party Thor, though. Oh my god, oh. that would be great. Well, he voiced the fact that him, he voiced so. it. Oh, I know that's amazing. But though. Like, he's so comfortable. See, as Party I would love to see Thor. live action of. Chris Hemsworth like yelling like, Viva Las Vegas. comfortable. <laughs> For Vegas. Like they kept that so far into the show. Like later, like one of the last times he does it, he says For Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, so. My side character. Side character. We know. Is the Grandmaster, yes. Because it's Jeff Goldblum. Holy fuck, how do you not? Sparkles, the fucking awkward oh. shit. Which, by the way, Jeff Goldblum is not from New Zealand, right? Like he's not like like but he seamlessly fits into Tucker's comedy because he's his MO is the stuttering and awkwardness. Like he's always done that. Somebody told him like early early on in his career that that's like it's a it's a cool little thing he got there. You should probably stick with that. And he's never stopped. Like he's been doing he did it in Jurassic Park and all of his films he's done this like stutters a little bit and like yeah, lands the a fly, line. He's like apartments.com commercials. Dude, every fucking you thing. name it. But the idea that he's like this uncomfortable, sexually weird, awkward dude is so flawless for this position, this casting. And like every scene he's in, he's like this, he's like, you know, he's, he's like this, this like elder being who's like millions of years old. And he's, he's like, it's a car is weird. He's like, anywhere else I'd be like millions of years old, but it's a car. I'm like, and then he's like, his eyes just flicker back and forth. He doesn't, yeah, yeah. he just leaves the answer to float into nothing. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But I, I'm, I feel uncomfortable and awkwardly hilarious. It's really amazing. I don't know. He he fits that shit so perfect, oh, and it's man. weird because like you would think, like the Grandmaster comic would be just like this guy who's moving chess pieces all serious. And he's just fucking around. I feel he's like even better than I'd imagined. I feel like I wanted to pick him as my favorite character, but I knew that one of you guys would pick him as either your favorite character yeah. or your favorite side, ca- side character. Yeah. Um, but he, I can't pick so him as my perfect. favorite main because he's perfect. not main enough for me. At this, I... at this point in the MCU, the casting is on point. It's perfect. Yeah, it every is. time. It's so funny. Like you could, if pre-Goldblum, you could pick an array of actors to fit into that thing. Nah, if you were like pre Taika, also okay. But so, now that I've seen it, fuck you. I so don't want I think, him to be recast ever again. And the the craziest part about his casting is that his cameo at the credit scene of Guardians Two years before this film came out kills me. You see him dancing during the press credit scene when you knew he was cast already, but you didn't see what he was gonna look. He's in it. They fucking spoiled him. It's true. That's amazing. <laughs> but I think that allows us to do a quick recast, precast 
the moment before nah. we moved to beer. Who oh, would no. you do anyone? Like would you would you change? I didn't anyone? do beer with you, but I guess here's the thing. I because I'm kind of ignoring what you're asking us to do because there's no point. And it's funny when you look at Goldblum in this character and just his vibes of he's just man, that's not cool. That's not cool. As I was watching it, I'm a big Parks and Rec fan. And he, yes. the way he portrays his character is so much like, um, I don't know what his character in the show's name is, but the he's like the CEO of Grizzle. Portray, mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, that's not cool. Don't oh my god, us. yes! You think about that? Yeah, that's exactly the way he portrays this. Yeah, like you see him on those big holograms of, oh, he stole my grand champion. Everybody. Go get him! Right. <laughs> no wait. Yeah. yeah celebrate him. Guys. Like, make, make sure he comes back. It'll yeah. be great. Make sure he comes back. Yeah. So, so let them get away. I mean, the only character that you could potentially recast is the Grandmaster because he's the only real besides Hella, maybe. Nah. Nah. But for me, in my mind, I was like, it'd be hilarious to see a walking version of the Grandmaster. He's a, he's a hard second. Not a hard second. A hard but, second. But not a replaceable second. I also wonder what a, he's Mitch, an understudy, yeah. a Mitch Hedberg version of it's the Grandmaster would be. It's not fair. He's dead. Christopher Walken's alive and could do it at the time. Mitch Hedberg's been dead for so long. I, I, but you're not wrong. If I they mean, had made this film 20 years ago, yeah, Hedberg would have been flawless. But imagine Mitch Hedberg 20 plus years from our last version of Mitch Hedberg. Dude, there's an alternate it reality in, where, yeah, I, Mitch Hedberg is in movies making amazing shit because he was at the point where he died where he would have fucking blown the fuck up because his comedy was so fucking great and like simple and amazing. But he OD'd and it was like, that was a hard loss for me. I was, I was following his career since the beginning and it burned me that he died. But you're not wrong. His comedy would have lined up right into this fucking film like it was meant to be. I think either... In this film, as the Grandmaster, or in a Guardians film, right. as some character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for some reason, when I when I see this movie, I was like, man, like that would have been pretty cool to see Hedberg like be the Grandmaster type character. Yeah. But then ultimately, I'm won over by Goblin so much that I don't think about it unless I'm on my Goldblum's 100 so 150th watch of this movie it's another it's one like, like that Goldblum just backed into or sideways sidestepped into because he didn't have to do like oh do I have to do any research yeah he's the grandmaster like and nobody knows who really he is like people know of him but like he's not a he's not a hugely popular known character mm-hmm. he's more of a, a mytho- mythological background character that like like I said, like I described him as like my my always version of him is like he's moving. He likes to create uh, these gladiator concepts where he takes mega characters and make them fight each other, right? In the comics, and again, we're gonna get into the Easter egg thing, but spoiler: there's the um, what's his name, the horse faced uh, Beta Ray Bill, Beta Ray Bill, Beta Ray Bill, who is a prominent character in the Sakar and a prominent character in you know in uh. uh what the hell was the, not World War Hulk, but the other one, uh, Planet Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk, yeah, and then that's a whole other realm that that we need to discuss in this episode. But the idea of like 
grandmaster playing a role and like he's typically pulling these characters out and controlling them and it's not just this like there's there's storylines where he makes like iron man and cap fight or whatever he makes other characters villains fight each other for his his will because he's so powerful as like a celestial not celestial but like a eternal eternal eternalish level like he's a high level old ancient elder he's an elder i think that's the term they describe him as him and the collector are brothers and like somebody else like there's a bunch of those characters where they're just so ambiguously ult, ult, like super powered they use these characters as pawns or players in a chess game you know mm-hmm. grandmaster wants them to fight each other in like a mortal combat style or gladiator style fights <laughs> speaking of mortal combat <laughs> what <laughs> were we speaking of mortal combat <laughs> You can keep going. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, by but, the way. To your point, I'll get there. Prior to seeing Jeff Goldblum in this role, I could see a lot of other characters playing in this part. He was a he was a not a long shot. I don't know how to put it put it, but like he was a surprise. Because I hadn't seen him do much in a long time. So like him being on the scene, being this character was like, fuck, I haven't seen Jeff Goldblum do anything in so long. I'm so glad he's back. Yeah, he was And he puts he was so perfect. He goes right into this shit like he was born for it, you know? So good. Playing a DJ and shit. It was fucking great. <laughs> so would, would they, you pick anything? It's my anything? birthday. Him, this... It's my birthday. Well, him playing DJ in the What If episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, what's this? It's his pleasure clap. There's no weapons. He uses it for orgies. He's like, don't touch anything. <laughs> don't yeah, touch don't, anything. Don't, don't touch anything. Oh, so gross. Um, but yeah, so... Any other recasts, precasts? Um, nope. Okay, we'll move nope. on. Sounds no, moving on. But honorable mention character for me, when my second backup was Valkyrie. Behind, yeah. behind Grandmaster was Valkyrie. I, I, yeah. I, I gotta give her a lot of. I, I can't. I feel like if we don't talk about her in this. It's a waste. She's really good. She's really strong. She goes toe to toe with Thor. She puts him in his place. She owns him for like a third of the film. <laughs> you know, like even while she's drunk. Yeah. While she's drunk is amazing. You know, For the idea most of her. Of the movie. Have her it, it's worth mentioning that, like, the humanity aspect, the connections between Asgardians and humans is, is worth noting. The idea of, like, how people deal with grief and loss and how people deal with depression is important. And the fact that, that Taika tries to, like, he spins it as a joke, but it's not much of a joke for me. Like, she chugs alcohol and drinks away her problems like any like a lot of humans do. In our industry, in the kitchen industry, like ninety percent of people that deal with their shit and stress are drunks and the and alcoholics. And that's that's a problem, right? And the idea that she's hiding from her past, and then here comes fucking Thor, the goddamn prince of the shit. And she knows who he is immediately. She's not fucking around. She knows who he is. And yeah. she's pretending she doesn't. And he's like, you're a Valkyrie? And she's like, what? And he's like, oh my god, I loved you guys when I was a kid. <laughs> it's like, She's like, no, that's gone. I'm never going back there. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like, I'm it's like now. I'm meeting thing. a real life G.I. Joe But the idea character. of like her potential, exactly. And her potential is, is vast, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that Thor recognizes that in Infinity, or in Endgame, and like makes her king of Asgard and, you know, in Norway, is not lost on who this character is in this film the actress who plays her is great yeah the character arc is great so i think Tessa it's worth Thompson. she's a badass Tessa's amazing she it. crushes not just i mean everything I, I, and i saw her in this before i saw her in westworld and westworld holy fuck man oh like, way before westworld yeah right but i just well, felt like 
I saw Westworld after I saw this. Westworld was before this. Yeah. But I saw her in this way before I started watching Westworld. You guys both, you all watched Westworld before I did. You know what he told me. I binged binged it quickly. So did I, but like, yeah. (laughs) I started watching it. I was pissed when I found out that she was so good in Westworld. When I my first introduction to her was this film, and I'm like, Jesus, she feels like she's been around. Like there's this, there's mm-hmm. no way you land that character that hard and just immediately fall into place with Loki, Thor, and Banner and Hulk. Like fuck off. Like that character transcend. Like she gets, she's friends and close to all the characters that like are missing from Civil War. <laughs> like immediately and for an extensive, she's been like she brought Hulk onto the scene, right? Like she's the one who brought. Hulk to the Grandmaster immediately. He's been there for what two or three years, so yeah. she's known Hulk, and then she meets Banner. Like I don't know, I think I know you from somewhere. Like that shit was great. Yeah, yeah. you know, and like <laughs> the connection. Yeah, between the two beings is like, but the ambiguousness what? too is interesting because there's like the sort of slight sexual tension between her and Hulk. I mean, her and Thor, and and, but then you realize, oh, she's not really interested in him. And there's an idea that they're supposed to make her like the first one of the first lesbian characters in the in the films. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's pretty interesting, and I think kind of kind of important. You know, I think it's it's worth mentioning. But like the idea of what she's going to be in Lord, Thor: Love and Thunder, I'm actually really excited about. I'm curious. Yeah. I want to know more about her character and her backstory. And I'm again calling back to what I said earlier. Like I'm pissed about how I like the visual artistic version of the slow mo thing was cool, but it just very much feels like. They fucking two-faced her, you know, like they so, just straight up skipped over her her backstory in this artistic version of what I really wish was a full-on story. So the you know? slow motion scene is not your favorite scene. It's one of my least favorite scenes least because of the favorite. potential of what it could be. Yeah, yeah, good call. It's definitely a least favorite. Got it. <laughs> so he's saying he freaking hates it. So what's? Your but you guys, scene? you guys what? agree about that? Like you think she's an honorable mention? Like a. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like this movie is <laughs> hard to pick favorite characters. It, like, yeah, it was, a, it was hey, hard. I picked Grandmaster because of my well, my like my respect for Jeff. Well, no, like we, years, we, but I could have picked a lot of characters. For yeah, we years. picked them because we were for the show. It's like yeah, you want to be able to pick one over these, but yeah. they're all so good, and every single character, every single scene of this movie is useful and it's good and it moves the story forward. Um, like, especially like if we do scenes, like your favorite I mean, scene of this movie, like Ryan, this dude, Topaz Ryan specifically has one, by the way, I have one and mainly it's because I love Taika and the fact that he's referencing one of, his movies, which I find as one of my favorite comedies, makes me like it a lot. That doesn't make that doesn't mean that it's the only scene I like. I'm, well, obviously it's not. Oh my god! But yeah. it doesn't mean that it's the best scene of the movie either. It's no. just your it's, favorite. So what was your, one of the, so your favorite scenes? That that armory scene. I mean, I feel like all of us absolutely love the freaking bridge scene yeah. when he fir- mm-hmm. when he first. Lightning bolts of all lightning bolts. Well, to and me, then, that, like, I, that connects two of my favorite scenes, mm-hmm. which ironically to the same song for both of them. But like yeah. the intro with Thor beating the shit out of Searcher's crew, and then Thor get, coming into his powers and fucking up 
with lightning's powers. Yeah. Like that shit is but like the bookend of the film for me, and it's so good. I also love not just this scene, but I also think it's really important the scene between him and Thor. That's just the fight scene between him and Thor. Because there's a lot that happens there uh, that I don't want to miss. Because that's where he first gets that realization and he first ha- starts having those visions of his dad. Of, oh yeah, like there's something more here that I'm missing. Right. I don't have my hammer. I don't have my daddy. But I've got this lightning stuff that, this thunder stuff that comes out of my fingers. Um, Sparkles. Which I think is also a. <laughs> Very important scene because that's where you first see, oh yeah, he is something other than just being able to wield his hammer. Which, the first scene of this movie, is probably the best of any movie showing how he fights with his hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's almost identical to how Cap fights with his hammer. When he fights his shields. When he no. fights with the when he when fights Cap with the hammer, uses when he fights the shield, against, or when Cap no. uses the hammer later, yeah, against Thanos. Gotcha. Gotcha. Where he throws it and uses it in multiple ways. It's it's not just him spinning it around and whipping it around. It's like he uses it in every possible way you can use that hammer. Mm-hmm. Using that scene. That's a good point. That's a really good scene. That's why it's like one of my favorite spots because it's right at the beginning. You get right into the action and Tyka's and the question is like. It opens with with Taika being Taika, right? Like him telling a funny monologue as narration, and then, oh, yeah, he's talking to a fucking skeleton. He did it on purpose, mm-hmm. and he's spinning in a circle. Wait a minute, like that's all this comedy, and then he catches the hammer, he breaks out of the shit, and then it's it's on, and it's oh, now Taika can bring action. And yeah, that's a, a great scene. And you're right, but, the hammer being utilized to its full potential <laughs> before then it gets taken away. Well, it shows you how it, valuable it is. To it him. didn't get used to its fullest potential. Well, I just meant like because no, but to your point, like I he used it for like the weight to drop out of the dragon's mouth. He sees like, he uses he, it for all its purposes. You see him working or using it that way, and then once he fights um, the Hulk that first time, you get a glimpse of his actual power without a hammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see it fully realized when he gets Stormbreaker in Infinity War. Like, oh, this is what fighting with another utensil would actually Which look is like. weird, right? Because now that you say that, I'm like, I'm like, I was trying to figure out, like, connect all these dots in my head. Now that you, as soon as you said that, it all came clear. Like, uh, it's weird that he mentions, like, oh, what do you got of hammers? That was a fucking distraction for him. It was. It was an absolute fucking waste of time to give him the hammer the whole time and not tell him, like, fuck you, Odin. Why don't you tell him he's got more shit going on? He's like, he's been he's been focused on the hammer and focusing his power through this hammer the whole time. And then you take it away from him and then he, he is more powerful. He blasts Hulk into the fucking sky. Like, yeah. With, like exactly. he has he's all channeling this that power. him. That is beyond limited to a hammer spinning in circles. And when yeah. he fights previously in all the other films, all he's doing is hammering the shit out of everybody. Yeah. And you're 100% right with that. That's amazing. And every now and then, I didn't even you think get a glimpse of thunder or lightning, but... Like, he uses it to pull lightning down. And then he points it at people with the hammer. As and a, points as, the hammer. As a focus point. But yeah. he doesn't need it. And that's... Yeah. Exactly. Great in this film, but the idea that fucking Odin kept it from him... Fuck you, Ogre. You had to die to tell him that and shit. To that, point, <laughs> to that point, I know where I'm probably jumping ahead. If he hadn't realized that, there is no way that 
he's getting anybody to the point to where they can have a chance to beat Thanos before yeah. he snaps his fingers. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, true. True that. What are we talking about? Beer? Since we're all Since we all agree that's the best thing. Well, we about the beer. Probably need to talk about the beer real quick because Paul finished it. It's really good. I usually don't finish it first. Usually you two finish it first. Wow. This is a first. I'm amazed. Well, I think we did it. Did we do it out of order? No. I mean, no, technically not. You usually put it like on No, Paul, you just started drinking the beer at the same time that Ryan starts drinking the beer. Well, he opened it and was pouring it. It was so, nice. Usually I opened my own beer. <laughs> so yeah. you felt like it was out of order. I'm usually opening a can and waiting for the <laughs> sound effects. Yeah. I, I did it on the mic. You did it do it. It wasn't great because that and he made, did sucked. not reference it, though. He made fun of my really old bottle opener. <laughs> yeah, I did. I made it evident. It took him seven so Ryan, without the wax, Ryan, you have the bottle. All right, what's it so, say? I think we've had this beer since we recorded um, Dark World. Yeah, I'm you pretty found sure I got says, that. Are there two we did this similar ones in there? Like I remember we you sent pics of like a thunder one, and then a, was there a lightning one or some other one that's similar? There were well, there was like more of a Norse looking yeah, one, yeah. Right, and then right beside it was this one that said. Language of Thunder. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Yeah. That was Even this says Language of freaking Thunder <laughs> and has a lightning bolt. Yep. They don't even freaking understand it. Well, you can't take a picture of sound. You gotta have. You a can't have thunder without lightning. Okay. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Just making like a couple, a couple, a couple lines, I mean, like in a, three lines in a row. Even sound. Lightning McQueen knows that thunder. Follows lightning. Ka-chow. 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 Um. Anyways, yes, wow. this is this is Trim Tab Brewing in Alabama, and it is called the Language of Thunder. Trim Tab. That's the same people that did the um, Doctor Strange beer. I have no idea. Trim Tab was the um, oh gosh, what was it called? The Dippa, the Double IPA. Um. Listener. Expanded spectrum. Listener, if you really want to know, head over to One Ribbon. Well, one this ribbon, is incredibly relevant considering the fact that at the time of this podcast, check out our we already just dropped Doctor Strange, so that's timing is nice. Yeah, Trim Tab, they, they did the uh, Expanded Spectrum Double IPA. <laughs> we also did Brian Reynolds' vasectomy, by the way. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> Anyways, let me finish this really quick. Sorry. This is a. Bourbon barrel aged, which is yeah, part of what I mean, fits the brand. Um, flavored with Madagascar vanilla and toasted coconut. Yeah, I can stop at the vanilla. I don't like the coconut, but I, it's more vanilla than hey, coconut for me, and it's good enough. It's delicious, to be honest with you. We we all took a sip of this beer, and each person's eyes lit up with how good it tasted. Yeah. Like, this beer, by the way, gave me the same like reaction that this bourbon today's episode gave me as well. Yes, a hundred percent. Where I was delightfully excited, like I was happy. It was like ah, it was like relaxing. It's like it's like late, like you know, like the like the not the first step into a hot tub. It's the after your whole body settles into a hot tub. The third, like, the third. Your step. body's adjusting <laughs> once you get your waist in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where your body's adjusted to the temperature. <laughs> third like, step in. Oh, just yeah. 
okay, we're good. The first step, you're like, this sucks! Yeah, once you get post dick. That's nice, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for going right to the <coughs> the Franks and Beans event. Yes. Anyway, uh, thank you, thank you, Captain Penis. <laughs> I have so many things I want to respond, with, but I'm not going to say anything because this could be the one episode that my wife actually listens to and i'm not gonna say it no we're not gonna deny the fact that you're she's gonna ask you why your nickname is captain penis is she gonna ask that well shh. <laughs> he, she, he won't remember which episode he said it no, on he anyway won't. he can't even reference it that's the that's the beauty <laughs> of this whole conversation yep. but no this and she won't listen to that episode so we're good to bring she it back this episode, so it doesn't matter <laughs> to bring it back the beer is great <laughs> it's great What's next? It's really good. But no, this this beer. <laughs> no, honestly, like, no, no. All of this, I, I joke about the toasted coconut because I don't like coconut, but it's, you can taste it and it doesn't, it's not dominating. The vanilla is really solid. Like, everything about this beer is well balanced and fucking tasty as hell. I don't usually like coconut either. I, I don't, it's the texture I that usually kicks me in the face. But it's the, very, I'm very, I'm very Woody Harrelson, Tallahassee, Zombieland about it. Like, it's the texture. But the fact Not that the this flavor. is in a beer format, like you're you're drinking it, like the flavor, it's all the that same is texture extracted <laughs> from it. It might be more that it might be another callback to another episode where you and I were I were talking about something that Ryan can't understand is the the Madagascar vanilla. That's how it. it's the it's the pinnacle of vanillas. <laughs> yeah. But like I have no freaking idea, <laughs> listener. If you're if this is your first time listening. <coughs> This is a podcast with one random dude and two if you chefs. Can, if you can, here, I'll let you. Here, I'll let you guess who right, the chefs are. I will give you are, an but analogy. It's not me. I'll give you an analogy. <laughs> it's like, it's like your like uh, imitation vanilla extract is like cubic zirconia, and then Madagascar vanilla is like the diamond. Does that make sense? Sure. That's, that's what it is. You're talking to a guy about jewelry, which also we have not a lot of idea about. <laughs> it's like. Plywood floors versus hardwood I mean, you know floors. enough about diamonds and cubic zirconia to not I know, buy an engagement ring of cubic zirconia, right? Like, I've you know got, that much. I'm playing a character <laughs> that is supposed to not understand what you're talking about. I'm and I'm trying to portray that character. <laughs> no, I you're not. What you're saying that's I'm the, just trying to play stupid. That's yeah. as, that's yeah. ironic you say that because you're very Chris Hemsworth in this film and not the others. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't know seen, about Madagascar. Have Vanilla. you seen the car driving on the side of the road that has the plastic wrap slash trash bag as a window? <laughs> That's vanilla extract. That right. is imitation. Right. That's now, imitation. Now, the real window with the awesome tint, that's Madagascar vanilla beans. You do realize yeah. that's Regular not a window lot. is vanilla extract. The yeah. tinted window the tinted is window. Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that make any sense? No. Nope. Okay. okay. So no. say a guy. Okay, no, no, no. Here's the say thing. a guy in the Braves. Uh, you watching a Braves game and a guy I, hits a bunt and then an RBI happens to roll in somehow, like like because nobody gives a shit. And then a guy hits a fucking grand slam. Grand slam. Madagascar, Madagascar. fucking vanilla beans. <laughs> bunt. Some guy walks past the fucking ball. Uh, gets a run. That's that's what we're talking about. I mean, a run's a run. So oh I Jesus mean, fucking Christ! What, and so please you. I mean, in a one-run game, that's. I mean, it's irrelevant how many runs you score. It's just as long as you score a run. You know, there's gonna. Yeah. I'm, 
Get out of here. You're okay. Really, you're really fighting this. I got, this. It. I got oh, it. Hold on. I got hold it, Paul. Hold on. I got pause. it. I got let it. Me, I think. I think I get it. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Let me let me explain my analogy real quick and let me know if I'm right. Let me know if I got it. Okay. So I like it. Regular vanilla extract imitation. Is, sure. Regular imitation extract mm-hmm. is like the regular coffee beans you get off a bush. Madagascar vanilla is like the coffee beans that the monkeys eat, then they poop out and that then be sold. That monkeys, it's a weird cat hybrid. It's like a cat well, hybrid. no, they do monkeys and they do cats. The cat ones are more expensive. It's not a cat, I know. but it's like a, like a cat. Oh my god! But I yes. Am I right? Right, but not right, right because Nailed I it. find that very odd that an animal shits out a bean and everyone's like, "This must be better." <laughs> Look, actually, I think the most expensive one is like the el- no, the most common one is the elephant bean poop. Yeah, I don't. Eat, I don't drink coffee. The expensive so. is the monkey bean. Anyways, I have no idea what we're doing now. I explained a bunt run versus a grand slam, which is actually four fucking runs. And this guy's like, "No, they're all the same." And I'm like, "Shit, I well, can't even win with you." Here's okay. the thing: I completely understand what you're saying from the first analogy. I'm just trying to continue it going. Oh, you're just trying to do what they say the industry fun. is: being yeah. a dick. The quickest rundown is imitation is a bunt single. Yes. Now you get it? Oh, I got it the whole time. <laughs> Real vanilla is like a triple. It's like, what the? All right, you crushed it. I, those, are equally, those are equal comparisons. I no, said bunt home run versus grand slam. You think a, a bunt single is not, like, they're, neither one of those are runs. They're both on base. They could get out at any time. No, you, fuck just out said of a, here. you said a bunt when a run scores. The difference between a bunt when a run scores and a bunt single is a run, which is a big deal. But the difference between a, a run, a bunt, sent- and a fucking grand slam isn't a difference? It's I'm saying, four runs oh, yeah, one run. four runs. I'm saying for nobody on base, you're just playing baseball, you're one hitter. You said one to three. I said one to four. Even math-wise, I was better. I haven't gotten to Madagascar yet, both bro. Of you guys. Okay, yeah. No, he's saying zero. Zero. Nothing. Nobody on base. Imitation, you bunt it over, you got to first. Right. No run. Regular vanilla, you hit a triple. Uh, it's amazing. Regular vanilla's a triple. I thought Madagascar was a triple. I apologize. Madagascar, you hit a home run. Okay. Are you are you now accepting this analogy? Oh, no. I accepted it a very long time ago. <laughs> yeah. He's got You're it. just, again, being a dick. Heard. Yeah. Okay. No. Can we get I got it. Are we, are we... I got it when you first said... Here's what you don't understand about Madagascar <laughs> vanilla. And I said, oh. You're talking about it, like the last episode where you said you didn't know? Okay, it, thanks, it thanks must for be wasting like our truffles. time for 20 minutes. <laughs> we spent more time on this specific analogy than this entire episode. No, I was kidding. We haven't. We spent oh, time. no, no. Okay, I got it immediately. I just had to play a gag. Oh, that's funny. So let's wrap it up. <laughs> so it's like in volleyball. Oh, Ooh. don't get me started, motherfucker. I don't, I'm not going to really go I got 78 analogies. Continue. I know. <laughs> I know. I can so think ready. of something, but it's going to take one while. <laughs> one while. One and it's while. And it's going to take us on a tangent, which we don't need to go through. <laughs> so, oh transition. God. The final thing that we need to discuss is the tears, which we all, I think, agree right, on this on. one. 
<laughs> just, this, is, this is like I feel like the Shang-Chi fucking first breaks we're all like well we gotta get to the tears and I was like one 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 okay cool done oh, <laughs> hey, no, I did want to revisit my comment on uh, Mortal Kombat real quick Wait, okay. so you both are familiar with it right which, which Mortal which, Kombat what, wait, any like of the them idea of Mortal Kombat yes of course I grew up with Mortal Kombat so the reference there is when Thor first jumps down, lightning bolts and everything, and he does a little spinny attack, mm-hmm. is literally one of Raiden's main things he does. Well, I would say that his initial attack is a straight, straight, crappy shoot forward parallel. But he does do a spinny attack in like three or four, I believe. You can't Sorry, just I say, go, wait, you wait, can't wait, just wait. say, hey, wait, I go back to point. Mortal Kombat 1 and it was mind-blowing. Give me a, give me a break. <laughs> It Did we ever s- actually give our final review of the beer? <laughs> Did it's we great. Obviously, we liked Next. it. We didn't say anything shitty about it. Oh, no, so we I said could... we liked it. It's a good beer. Don't it's amazing. It. It's great. I said it was if great. You can find it. I haven't found it anywhere else. But good. Where'd luck. you find it? Happy hunting. I have no. The place by Wit's house. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> I'm sure all the listeners, especially the Indonesian ones, don't know what the fuck that is. It's a very much if they're indonesian they're not going to worry about going to the place by wit's house (laughs) well they might it's it's very much a a total wine you don't know you've never been there it's a darker beer it has a lot of pecan and vanilla flavors to it that i'm hitting anybody else no i'm a pecan but i guess i can see that yeah it's fine sounds good to me I'll, i'll i'll let you have that one Tier one. It fits Paul's, into that. Paul's like, it it's a tier one realm. beer. <laughs> it's right. a very desserty beer. I'll give you that too. Let me ask you this question: Would you buy it again? Well, I mean, I bought it, but if you were there, you saw it. Would you buy it again? Yeah, I would. Yes. Hell yeah, one hundred percent. The fact that it's like waxed clothes too is pretty badass. It's very, uh, very Ryan, maker's mark of it. Christmas party. Christmas party beer. This? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Any beer is going to be a Christmas party <laughs> beer for us. <laughs> yes, sir. Party. Hey, Christmas party bourbon. Nice. <laughs> we are sitting at the table right, of me, uh, Christmas party beverages. Wrap it up and get back to... Wait, we skipped over two. Hey, you said one. We, we, have, we missed there, the Christmas party last year, so did we got to make I up mean, for it. I don't think that's it for Ryan, but did you have any moment where you were like watching this... A recent rewatch where you thought maybe tier two? No. Nope. Yeah, nope. No. Good. Never. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. I've been with. This, this has been <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, uh, this movie I is. Would, I would love if Paul just clicked. Stop I almost right did, there. but the, the fucking mouse wasn't awake. You got lucky. <laughs> this is such a good movie. We've talked it up the entire time. Yeah, man, this this is a game changer for the MCU. It's a it's like a resuscitation, like a zzz, like bring back like, to life. I crossed out practically. I was like, this is perfect. Like this is what yeah, I want Marvel yeah. movies to be. I want them to be fun. I mean, the, I want the, them to go all out. I want them to dive deep to where the actors are basically becoming the characters. Like it's yeah. it's so good. Yeah, the fact that Taika is unleashed at the same time that he unleashed Hemsworth and he unleashed Hiddleston like everybody that gets to play their characters Ruffalo everybody gets a a pass to just be who they think the characters need to be be whoever the hell and they then want. the end result is like Feige's like I'm on board versus no go back and start this the fuck over 
Yeah. That makes me happy because it's not... The fact that Feige has gotten so far into this at this point that he trusts the directors and he trusts the actors and he, and he understands that the fan reception is is what it is. It's not like jamming what his vision is down everyone's fucking throat and like forcing the stuff. He's letting the the actors, directors, the writers blossom and like grow yeah. without choke holding them into a direction is incredible for me. And it's incredible for the fans. And this is a uh, uh, a turning point, I think, too, where it's like there's a moment where you feel like despite Civil War being as amazing as it was, despite all the other films being solid, it still feels like there's a like you can see it sort of like gasping a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is a moment where it's like, poof, poof. if this film hadn't done this, I'm not sure I would have felt the same about Infinity War. I'm not sure I would have felt as excited about, despite the fact I would have felt like Infinity War would have been like a Spider-Man three jamming too many characters into a film, the catastrophe. Yeah. But seeing this this film and going, Holy fuck, they're going to do this because civil war was like, uh, Captain America three slash Avengers minus Hulk and Thor. And then where's Hulk and Thor? And they're like, Holy fuck. They're doing this. Like, they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. refreshing. Yeah. So, to me, I, I was, I was after watching this film, I was like, okay, I want to see all of it. Let's see what the fuck you guys got. Bring, bring all of the films and everything else. Especially knowing that eventually you will do this again. Like you're going to let a filmmaker be like, yeah, I'll do whatever I want to. And yeah. I yeah. was kind of going. Then you I, know will what, adapt I know what the Russo brothers are doing. That. I know what Taika's doing. I know what Gunn is doing. I want to see how they blend those and, and weave them together in a mega film. And then I found that out in Infinity War, and I'm excited about that film. Yeah, this... I can't wait this, to talk about this it. This got the hype all the way up. Yeah, it's what <laughs> like, deserved. And the placement that we put it in, I think we put it before... Black Panther, which came out after this, right? Originally in the release order? No. Wasn't Panther 18? No. Was it oh, still 17? You might actually be right about that. Hold on, I thought that. Black Panther was 18. Oh. With Captain is... Marvel? If only we had the internet right now. That's true, we do have the internet. <laughs> this is definitely yes, 17. Because right. this was 17, like... Correct. The way that we have placed this in the Iron Order. They're literally two months apart. Well, three months apart. Two and a half months apart. Yeah, this is November 17. Uh, Panther was what? February. February. But release order had this movie, then Black Panther, then Infinity War. We did Black Panther. Now Ragnarok. I, I think it's because... And then we have... Thanos' strange. ship, and it's like... They did that to fuck with us, because boom. now that you think about it, in, chrono- in release order, that was very stressful for me. <laughs> like, seeing Thanos' ship, and what the fuck is about to happen, and like the potential, and then having to wait for it for fucking all that time was painful. <laughs> in my memory of like, fuck, we had to... And then but seeing Black it, Panther going, cool, this other story's happening. It, I think the way we've done it, it makes so much more sense. That this movie flows right into Infinity War because yeah. it literally makes way more sense to do that. And it's and also ironic that we, in our first takes, our first impressions, we were talking about earlier, and I was trying to think of when, why didn't we see this? We were trying to. Like, this was the one we were trying to get together with. 
and then ended up being Black Panther for you and I, right? Yeah. So like, that's funny that we say that because I was like, why the fuck? It feels it, it feels like a film the three of us would have seen together. But it also, now that I think about it, holy shit, we didn't yet. Yeah, this was Black Panther was the first one just a couple months later. Yeah. Yeah, and Ryan couldn't come to Black Panther. But Infinity War. But then we made it happen after that. I remember. Well, it, now it makes more sense because Black Panther was right around the time of my birthday and RJ's birthday. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was released, I think, a week before RJ's first birthday. Because Infinity yeah. War was the first move, Marvel movie. That might have been why you didn't come, I think. I think that's why he didn't come eat, or he didn't come to my son's birthday party for the first time. What a dick. You asshole. <laughs> I don't know if that, you have your son's birthday party at a night viewing because I'm pretty sure it was at night. I think I <laughs> came to the birthday party the next day on a Saturday, but you had to prep for it on a Friday. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was there and I was By the like, way, I barely knew Ryan yet, so I feel zero guilt. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was there and I was like, I think we I need to remember, go see like, Ragnarok. Hey, honey, can I go see a w- movie with Wit? And she looks at me and I said, I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I get it. I get it. But, uh, been there. No, uh, <laughs> next episode is going to be Infinity War, which I can't believe we've already made it to that episode. Yeah. Like, gosh. Infinity War, like, it feels like Infinity War should be the end. But then there's two or three more movies. And then a Any whole other phase that they have just started. Technically, there's four, but we could, if we really wanted to, we could tag Shang Chi after Spider Man as a. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like as a rewatch, it feels it feels like the Infinity Saga should basically bookend the MCU, but then the MCU just kept going and keeps going. That we never really wanted to. End. It's funny because like. In the way in the way it. Hollywood traditionally works, in the way Nolan worked, like oh, it's over because I feel like it's over now, and that would have been a, I would yeah. have had to accept it, and I would have been okay with it because yeah. the Endgame was so fucking good, and then Spider Man comes along, and I'm like I feel like there's more. Yeah, it's like there's fucking way more. We can keep moving, and they're like we're not done yet, and I was like our what? And he's like we're going to do this for another billion years if you let us, and I was like. I'm going to fucking let you as long as you don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. As long as you keep making a billion dollars per movie post-pandemic. Be <laughs> fine. But until then, this has been fun. Yep. Episode... 35. 35. Yeah. I crushed that. You remembered this time? So I did. So no notes. No notes. Right off the top of, of the skull there. I'm pressed. I've been with... I have been Paul. And I've really got to take a piss. As Ryan, though? Yep. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>